Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. (laughs) Greetings to the song-stealing syndicate known as Spotify. (laughs) Welcome to another rant. Holy shit, have I got a story for you. Hey, Doug, is it you or are you Nick Jonas? Well, I have a question for the Jonas Brothers. Um, Did you notice a little bump in your plays on July the 16th? That's just a question I'll throw out there. The date that will go down in infamy as the Jonas Brothers receive the Stumblewitch bump. Yes. Well, now let's go into this. Okay. As uh, most everybody that listens to this podcast knows, last week, I played you a song. That song was coming out today, Friday, July the 16th, 2021. Now, for those of you who don't know how the music business works these days, let me give you a little lesson. In order for an independent artist to put a song out, you have to send that song to a distributor. Now, what that distributor does is he distributes your music to all the people that are going to fuck you good. Now, once you send your music to this distributor, the distributor sends you a delivery date on when your song was delivered to a particular platform. For this reason, (laughs) they tell you to send the song Six to four to six weeks in advance. So basically a month and a half ago, the song that you heard on the last podcast was sent to my distributor. Now on June the 16th, that song was delivered throughout the digital world of media and the digital dance hall. I mean, got uh, the confirmation. July 16th. Yeah, on June, no, on June oh, the 16th. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, It gotcha. was delivered to all of these entities. That meant that meant all of these things, all of these places had one month to get their shit together on our very first release. This is important. Our first release. It can only happen one time. You can only release your first release one time. Can't happen again. So, what do our good friends at Spotify do? Well, they have our stuff for a month. They don't give us access to our uh, our artist page, which we're supposed to have before the release comes out, so we can check the artwork and all of that shit that's going to be on the page. None of that happened. None of that happened until today. (laughs) Imagine that. So... Imagine my surprise when on what is supposed to be one of the greatest days turns into a nightmare. This morning at 7.45 in the morning, my phone rings and it's a friend of mine. And he says, quote, I went to go listen to your song on Spotify. I clicked on the link. It went to your link. I clicked the play button And the Jonas Brothers started playing. Hmm. That's not us. We're not the Jonas Brothers. Hmm. 
Now, imagine <laughs> that is my, not even uh, you know good enough. It's not an honest mistake. It's, now, now yeah. imagine my surprise when thirty minutes later my phone rings again. It's yet another friend. They've gone to Spotify to listen to our song again. They hear the Jonas Brothers. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I'm thinking to myself, this is just a glitch they'll figure this shit out you know it'll it won't it won't last more than an hour or two you know so let me get let me get to the really good part well they were probably just all tied up with their protesting joe rogan and half their staff couldn't yes probably wasn't there that probably could could have happened joe grow some balls go start your own platform anyway (laughs) we'll uh we'll get to that later but let me get to the important part. Okay. Uh, it's all you. Before this before this started, uh, before when we wanted to push this song, I decided, well, it was collectively decided amongst the band that the push would be to Spotify. So we started spending ad money on Facebook to push people to Spotify to listen to our song. Right? Now Imagine my surprise when at 2.30 in the afternoon, I decide to go on Spotify myself. Go on Spotify, click the link, click on the play button, and the Jonas Brothers are soothing my ears. I was so fucking livid at that point that I can't describe it. I can't describe it to you. So just a little a message to Spotify. If you want to make this up to me, um, I would say a PRSCE in Trappist Green would go a long way to helping. Uh, anything, anything other than that, fuck you. I'm not putting anything else on your platform. I don't know. Hey, what if they actually send all the Jonas Brother traffic to you for like, uh, you know, 12 hours? Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah, do, you can do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you could do that. You know, if, Doug, it's funny you bring this up because I was about to bitch about Spotify as well. Because did you know that those assholes, when we, you know, because we put our podcast out on multiple platforms, Spotify being one of them. Did y'all fucking know that two episodes ago they put out some episode with some drunk asshole claiming to be me? Fucking. <laughs> Fuck Spotify is yes. all I'm saying. Fuck I'm em. with you, Doug. Fuck I'm Doug. I'm come on, Doug. come on, Joe. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Start your own shit. Jesus Christ. See, they, are, they are so on Joe's dick and upset oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. That uh they're they're fucking they're fucking us. Hey, he <laughs> ca- he cashed the check already. Joe, you got the money. Yeah. Fly. Fly like a bird. Create your own server farm. Have your own if Tim Pool can fucking do it, Joe, that beanie wearing fuck. I think you can do it. And and if the Jonas Brothers want to take us out to dinner, hey, we'll do that too. There but, you go. Uh, well, I, you know, I, what I can tell you is, you know, I, I looked it up last night at midnight because, you know, I, I was like, you know, I pride myself sometimes on being one of the first people to look stuff up right. when I know it's coming out. And so first place I go, of course, because of the interview we did. Um, posted to Facebook. Great job, by the way. Appreciate it, sir. Um, you know, I, I was like, okay, since the band wants the push to be for Spotify, that's the first place I'm going to go. So I clicked on it, and now I know Spotify, whenever 
you don't have a subscription. You're not paying for the ability to listen to music. A lot of times they don't give you the capability to select a song straight away that you're going to listen to. They usually create a channel based on that song. Right. So imagine my surprise when the algorithm spits out the Jonas Brothers. Happened to you too. (laughs) No, yeah, it happened to me. Yes. And so I literally had to go over to YouTube uh, music to check it out. And then YouTube itself, everywhere else that I looked, which uh, was YouTube, YouTube music, which I think they feed off each other. And then also iTunes. And so because, uh, you know, I wanted to. You know, kick a little money your way. And I appreciate uh, it. Of course. And they all got it right. Yeah. They, the only platform mm-hmm. that fucked up our very first release happens to be the biggest fucking music platform out there. Yeah. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. So, and fuck you, Spotify. And you pay. Yes. For, for that ability. For that distribution. Yeah. Yes. I pay. And not only that, I paid the advertising to push people to their platform. Yeah. And so, you know... If they want to, hey, man, you want to play that game? I'll play it, will you? Fuck you. You know? Oh, we just, we just, we'll just leave you out next time, Spotify. We'll just push everybody to Apple. Yeah. Push everybody to iTunes. So, if, if you know, oh, oh, man, it's been a horrible day. That when, when that happened, it turned my day from I was happy. I was like, yes, we've got our first tune out there. And when them calls started coming in, it was like it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And when I checked at 2.30 in the afternoon and it was still fucked up, uh, that just ruined my whole day of our first release day. Now, if you do want to check us out and check out the interview, please check out the interview. The interview has actually got more views than anything else. It's, it's doing very well on Facebook. You can go to Facebook. Type in Stumble Witch, like our page. Two words. Yes, two words. Stumble Witch, like our page. Go to the page, and you'll see everything. You'll see a video for over again. You'll see the interviews uh, that, that that Arona did. And uh, like I said, great shit, dude. Great job. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um, and you will also see all the teasers uh, that we've been putting out over the past few weeks. See, and I figured, you know, y'all would be going more towards something like iTunes because at least I figure you would make more money right. from someone paying for it and downloading it. Correct. But it's not all about the money. Sure. I mean, no, that's, it's yeah. about exposure and things like that. So I, di- I don't mind that uh, people can stream it on Spotify and Spotify only pays us a penny for every like 10 streams or whatever. So I don't mind that. As long as they can get the shit right on the first release. That's my thing is this is this is our very first shit out there and we only had one shot to get it right and they fucked it up. Mm -hmm. And that is a that is very disappointing. Well, you know, if this soothes at all, I know I told you this already today, but on the way to work. I had to listen to it like two to three times. I was that into it to where I was like, you know, headbanging into it That's in my cool. car. A uh, couple people in cars next to me looked over and were like, what the fuck is that guy doing? ATL Scoop, look at this dude. <laughs> ATL Scoop. <laughs> ATL Scoop. 
<laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way uh, right out right off the rip because it's been fucking bothering me all day. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. And uh, as a non-band member, um, I'm only going to say this because I have a microphone in front of me and it is not to be... I only speak for myself. I don't even speak for the podcast. Uh, I fucking love the song. It fucking blows that Spotify did that. Thank you. Um, I understand the anger. There were plenty of times, especially when we were getting, and the only thing I can relate it to is this podcast, trying to get it up and launched out. Some, there were days where we had it all linked up to every platform, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, right? fucking ones I don't even know. And it worked seamlessly. And then other days I'd be getting texts. Hey, where's the episode? You said it was up. Where the fuck? It's not even fucking there. It's not like it's rerouting me to the HGTV Better Homes and Gardens right, episode. Right. It just wasn't even fucking there. And I, wa- I wanted to pull my hair out so fucking much uh, throughout that process. So I, I can, on one level, understand a sense of that frustration. And we pay for that. That's the yeah. thing is you're yeah. paying yeah. for them to deliver that shit. Correct. Same thing with, to the people. with our pod hosting thing. Yes. That, there's a, there's a monthly paying. amount for that. Yeah. And so I was just like, what the fuck? But because I'm a dunce, I assumed it was probably my fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went back through the arduous steps, the, the hours of re-copying and pasting the right links and waiting. And I don't think I did anything to fuck it up nor fix it. It just, it was in the system. It was right. in the bugs. And I honestly, right now, I don't know what all platforms that we uh, are listened on. Because I don't ever want to check that page again right. because well, I know the anger <laughs> that it will fucking incite in me. <laughs> I, I, just, I just feel like when you release, some, when you get your music to these platforms a month ahead of time, yeah, before the release date, a month before the release date, the least they can do is make sure on the release date, the fucking right song is playing when you click on it. All I know is... And this is not the proper way to judge and assess companies. I imagine somebody else would say I would never say that because I fully believe that I never heard iTunes pull in Rogan episodes because he had a questionable guest. Yeah. Uh, but I certainly heard YouTube do that and Spotify sure the fuck wants yeah, to do yeah. that. And if and if and I know that I was joking around earlier about Rogan, but there, uh, there's some seriousness behind this. Sure. They pay the man $100 million dollars for three years of podcasting and immediately want to start trying to fuck with them. Those are people I wouldn't, I don't, Hey, if, if this episode gets pulled off Spotify, good. Fuck Spotify. Yeah. Fuck them in their stupid asses. I never understood why so many people hopped on the Spotify bandwagon to begin with. Because it was free. Sure. And because it, it, like, I understand the droid users that don't have access to iTunes unless you jailbreak your phone. I get all that. But, Like, I'm an Apple kid. I've been an Apple kid ever since I've had my own personal computer. Same thing, first iPhone, nothing but iPhones, all my work iPhone, or all my work phones have been iPhones. I'm just, I don't like reaching outside the Apple universe anyway. Right. Well, I only try to put things on Google and Stitcher and Spotify and all this other shit, and, and it annoys me when people have podcasts that are only on, that are Spotify exclusives. It's like, fuck 
you. Yeah. See, the whole I, point of podcasting is to undermine this entire fucking system yeah. and have it on everything. Yeah. I do understand your reticence as far as, you know, fully, you know, going over to Spotify. I can only tell you, you know, I used Spotify and they're usually the only ones that I end up subscribing to because I listen to shit tons of music. And as far as the way I listen to music, they are more appropriate for me based on how they play music I, i've never liked apple music to me the way that they suggest music is just fucked in comparison to way that spotify does it now what i will say spotify fucking reel your employees in for the love of fucking christ <laughs> i mean seriously if they have enough time to be able to bitch about guests that joe rogan has on his podcast dude these are tech employees. Shouldn't you be like, you know, really pushing those labor laws almost to where we have to start bitching that you're not giving them enough rest to, to where when you click on my song, yeah. my song plays or better yet. Hey, employees, if you don't like who Spotify has on, go create your own Spotify, bro. Yeah. And by the way, you're fake fucking liberals. You're all goddamn, <laughs> you're all goddamn communists because I'm sorry. If your drive is to take something off the air because you don't like what the fuck it says, you are after censorship. That's all you want. And censorship, censorship, I don't care what the reason is. It's horseshit. It, it is People telling you that you are not intelligent enough to be able to discern between good information and bad information. All right, Doug, we're going to need yeah. to cut his mic. We're going to need yeah, to cut you his might mic. need to. In fact, just beat the whole last 30 seconds. <laughs> 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 but no, like going back to the music and the playing interface and all that, I guess I'm, I'm one of two things, maybe both. I know I'm too much of a control freak uh, and I'm, I, I'm old fashioned. Mm. I don't like this whole like, oh, we know what you're going to like. Yeah. Just hit play on one thing. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll do, do the all rest. the other. Yep. Sure. We'll do the rest of the work for you. Yep. You just sit back and relax. You've done enough. You've opened an app, for God's sakes. You pick please, one song. <laughs> please stop doing anything else. We know you. Better than you know you. Just sit back, you lazy fuck. You did one thing. Say no more, fam. By the way, do you want an ad for some fast food? Yeah. You look hungry. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that that whole idea, I fucking... It's like somebody coming in my house and being like, hey, 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 I got the playlist that you're going to love. Right. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house, ass fuck. I'm listening to the whole album. Right. Yeah. And if I want to stop after song six and jump backwards three albums and then start at song eight, I'm going to do it. Right, right. So but like I said, I know I'm a little bit of a control freak and I'm old fashioned. I'm used to putting in the thing and listening to that thing that's why i pay for a subscription through through them that, at that point you have the control but i also like the ability just to go okay here's the song that i want you to base the channel on and go fucking crazy because a lot of times i i it's no secret i think to anyone who listens to the show i drive uber more times than not. I mean, each week I usually go out at least two to three days. And when I'm on the road, I don't want to sit there and play around with shit. Just play me some fucking music. And so um, whenever I did that with iTunes and plenty, plenty, 
Jesus Christ, I can't talk tonight. All right, cut his Plenty line. of other <laughs> platforms. Pour him another one. Thank, th- <laughs> thanks, Jim. <laughs> no, plenty of other platforms. What they'll do is they play only what they know you'll like based on what you've listened to. And I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to hear the same 100 songs over and over and over. Spotify was literally the only one that's going, okay, here's based on what you listen to. Here's a bunch of shit and we'll hardly ever repeat any of it. So, that, I mean, that's my biggest reason for going over there, but it's only worth it if you pay for it. Because now, just like YouTube, it's pretty much after, it used to be after every maybe 10 songs, you get an ad. Now, it's almost like after every two or three songs, you get an ad. So Yeah, no, I, I just hate the whole idea of an algorithm, somebody else's computer programming, selecting what the fuck it wants to put in front of me. As though it's it's learning me. Because that is what it's doing. And it I don't is. want it to do that. Go fuck yourself, Skynet. <laughs> well, it, it just it amazes me that last week, just last week, that one of the co-creators of Spotify said, and I quote, this platform was never set up to pay artists. Mm. Now, that quote alone should be enough to have every artist that's on Spotify after them with a pitchfork because if you're making your fucking living off of artist songs artists should be paid yeah that's 100 that's the it, it your whole fucking platform depends on artists and that you don't want to pay mm-hmm. you know what the fuck what the fuck is that? It's- well, and I remember hearing uh, an interview, I think it's uh, with the Black Keys, and they were specifically talking about that same thing. And they said pretty much artists almost have to stick with their label and stick at them and go, are you giving me the money from what's coming from Spotify because a lot of times it's not even written into their contracts. Right. Therefore, the record company takes the revenue right and they never see a goddamn penny of right. it yeah it pains me to say this but uh lars ulrich was right oh yes he mm-hmm. was he was absolutely right yeah, yeah. now he's a <coughs> i knew it when he was saying that he was right now he's a total fucking douche canoe on uh, about everything else oh yeah the way he carries himself the fact that he can't grapple with the fact that he's going bald uh <laughs> him talking about cancel culture is pretty cringe um but he was right on that, on the old Napster fiasco of 21 years ago. Because, and that, that's probably the biggest reason why I just don't listen to that much music anymore, is because I'm happy liking what I like. Right. Sure. I don't care to hear who's in control of that algorithm. Who gets boosted? Yeah. How do people get in front of you? Because record stores b- practically don't exist anymore. Right. Back in the day, I'm not speaking as like some Luddite as far as being a music fan. Back in the day, I had over a thousand albums. And this was before MP3 players. Right. You know, this is when I had a back seat just so that I could have a place to store my CD books. The big 250 fat fucks that I got really good at driving with 
my left knee steering as my the rest of my body was in the right. back seat searching for that <laughs> 25 pound fucking brick of CDs on road trips so that I could plop it up on the console and still I'd never obviously I'm here I never died from it but uh <laughs> it's definitely not safe but you're flipping through and you memorize exactly what CDs look like you you knew oh if I'm Okay, I want to hear System of a Down, Toxicity. Oh, that's near the back. Fuck, because I was anal and I had it alphabetized. Yes, I'm that guy. Again, going back to, going back to a control freak. Yeah, oh but yeah. When I wanted something, I knew where to, bam, I could slide. I was like a fucking radio DJ from the 70s in my truck. And then when the MP3 player came out and I took all those CDs and dumped it on it, and I, I would have it on shuffle, I found myself skipping more than listening. Yeah, and, and, and these what, are already songs that I know that I like. And what you were listening to in MP3 format was a sounded down. like shit compared to the CD that you would have listened to. Correct. Now, one yeah. thing I got to give Apple and iTunes, the CD sounded like shit compared to the album that you would have listened to. It's, yeah, the, the, the quality the quality of music from the time our song made it from here from in this studio to what people heard today. It the difference in that sound, and you know this. Yep. Yeah, Jim knows this. I got vinyl as a fact. But no, I'm talking about oh, when you listen listening. to our shit in here. Yes. And then you listen to it on fucking Spotify or yep. iTunes or anything like that. The difference is fucking. There's parts incredible. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. There's shit that you can't even hear. Yeah. That's actually there, and and people have chosen that convenience. Of of having you know every fucking song in the world right there, uh, they've chosen to put up with shitty quality um, over you know having every song in the world to listen to. There's a big well, reason a- why I never gave a fuck about Napster when it was the hottest thing in the world. Yeah, like I mean, when we were in college in our college dorm, everybody had the old you know tower right tube monitors that took right. up the whole right. desk that were just it was like mining Bitcoin. Yeah, the shits. There was uh, our next door neighbor, Mike. His computer was never not downloading shit. Oh, yeah. It's like he, <laughs> I guarantee you, our university power bill just for that dorm was higher that year than any other year because that little fucker would not stop <laughs> downloading shit. But I would hear them. And even back then, it's like, dude, this sounds like somebody is farting out the song through a soup can from the next dorm over right. and you're capturing it with your mouth that's like, like the, it sounds like fucking ass that's like the word audiophile you hear people yeah. oh, oh he's an audiophile he he likes the music pure and all that kind of shit yeah they used to didn't exist no yeah. they didn't people. have to because <laughs> because the music anything you played music on sounded fucking and good see anything i, I am except an Uncle am radio yeah. an audiophile yeah. no i am that type of person i'm always the one trying to seek out the most pure way of listening right. to Quality. a song well and it already ticks me off to no end that everything has crossed over into digital i right. fucking hate digital analog is so much better it's so much more crisp it picks up everything that the artist intended but digital by the very nature of it is tinny there's just this kind of it it, 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 it's the compression yeah it's compressed it's terrible to me the, the best way to listen to music and i will stand by this probably till the day i die is 
at a live show where it's the motherfuckers who wrote it are playing it is going straight from their hands into your ears, into my ears. And you're standing either directly in front of, or if it's an outdoor venue with a lawn, you're directly behind and slightly elevated uh, from the sound Sound board. Yeah. The soundboard. Yep. Dead ass center. Yep. Where you have that. That's where I'm always at. If you you know, whenever we go to shows together, I'm always at the board. (laughs) I stand right by the board. If you don't believe me, go ask a deadhead from 1976. (laughs) Yep. Where's all the live recordings that those guys were doing, trying to capture the moment, man? Yep. They were in the dead center just behind the fucking soundboard. Yep. With their their antenna backpack mics, their, their stick mics, but... That's where you go. Yes. If you know, it, it, like, if I don't give a fuck about actually hearing the songs and I just want to fucking rage or get fucked up and kind of be off to the side, yep. That's where you are. You're yep. off to the side. But if you, if it's like a band, <laughs> I remember back in the day, every time, you know, you had six months, sometimes nine months, sometimes a year that you're waiting to go see a band. Especially when I was younger, it'd be a band that I'd never seen because they only came through town once every five years. Right. And you would go down to your local Turtles, or at least here we have Publix, yeah, grocery sure. stores. Yep, you would go to their customer service kiosk that yep. was also a ticket, ticket master, master. Yep. A, a ticket master center, right. whatever. Yep, and you would plop fucking physical dollars down, mm-hmm. and they would print your ticket. Well, yeah. you, and you know what was even better than that was when I started going to concerts, and then you had to wait for six months. You went but, to the music store. This is the way tickets were sold when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You, it, you went to the music store. That's the only place you could buy tickets at a music store or at the box office. Yeah. yeah. And and the only time you could buy them at the box office was the day of the show. Sure. Available at the box office day of the show. First come. And tickets were always like six fifty in advance, seven fifty day of the show. First come. And, First, and now surf. I'm dating myself because, yes, I've seen concerts for the $6.50. Mm-hmm. I have. At really good concerts, but I mean, it, it you you'd go to the music store and they had a can, they had a a little box. It was a little metal box, mm-hmm. and uh, you would give them cash. That was the only way it was done. You yeah. would give them cash for your ticket. They put the cash in the box. The tickets were in the box. They give you a ticket out of the box, put the tickets back in the box, put the cash in the box, lock the box. And the bands, managers, and shit like that would come around and pick up the boxes. Yeah. Now, there's a legendary story about Peter Grant from Led Zeppelin. If you read the book, uh, Hammer of the Gods, that is a that is a great book. It's it's one of the only books I've ever read, to tell you the truth. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I, I don't read a lot of books, but I've read I've read, you know, the Jim Morrison book. I read that. I've read Hammer of the Gods. Um, and it's usually music related books. I read Helder Skelter. Mm-hmm. That was a fucking nice. sick book. Uh but most of the books that I read have to do with music and everything. But Peter Grant, um, he was the manager for Led Zeppelin, and he was a big motherfucker. This dude was, he was a big dude. If you look, go on YouTube and look up any old Zeppelin shit, and when you see a big motherfucker that's kind of balding on top, uh, standing beside him, that's Peter Grant. That's mm-hmm. their manager. And he took care of business. This motherfucker took care of business. There's a story in that book about uh, 
another guy, his na- his last name is Cole. I can't remember his first name that worked for him. Um, we'll call him Hollywood. Yeah, we'll call him Hollywood Cole. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, Hollywood Cole goes to get the money uh, from box offices, right? And and he puts that money in the safe at the hotel that Zeppelin's staying in. Mm-hmm. Well, Peter Grant goes to the hotel safe, and uh, I don't want to tell any. I don't want to tell the story. You you look this story up. At you. Because uh, I'm going to fuck it up. I am going to fuck it up. But okay. I'll tell you, I'll ba- basically, I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. Uh, he he accuses the coal guy mm-hmm. of stealing money, skimming money yeah. off of the, uh, out of the cans. And it turned out, I mean, he like threatened his life. It's a fucking, it's a, just a crazy scene went down. You Did know, he like, ignite him? Like, Did he hang yeah. him off the balcony? Dude, dude, there's another story in there about them catching scalpers. Uh, oh, in the parking lot they beat and their beating ass. the shit, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, him and a bunch of roadies, that they come, they would, heart. they come and get them. And t-shirt guys, guys that were selling uh, bogus t-shirts and shit. Yeah. Man, uh, he was like that. He was like that. He was yeah. a straight up mob dude. Yeah. And um, and you know those man, those Madison Square concert, Madison Square Garden concerts, they were bringing in like four hundred thousand dollars a night. Mm-hmm. And in 1973, that's a lot of fucking money, you know. Yeah, that's a lot sure. of fucking money. Sure. And I, uh, I mean, that's dude. It, it's a great book. Yeah. You, yeah. You, really, really read it if you can. Well, talking talking about scalpers and the way in which we used to buy tickets, you could spot a scalper. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, Anywhere. and we just went through this, Arona, mm-hmm. last week because. Hopefully, if uh, oh, what's the saying? You know, if hell come or high water, <laughs> yeah, or God rain or in the creek, don't rise, <laughs> rain or shine. We'll uh, Arona and I plus uh, Stone, former guest of the show, will be going to see Metallica in November. Yeah, yeah, November. here in yeah. Atlanta. With the weirdest fucking lineup. I know. That is a strange lineup. Yeah, I mean, Greta we, Van Fleet. We, we can get there late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, hey, I still want to see both those bands because I, I like, I do like, I, I love Cage the Elephant. I do love Greta Van Fleet. It's just, why, for the love of Christ, is that at a Metallica show? Yeah, but either way, so the tickets went on sale recently and you can't. You cannot. There's no option to buy them the way that we used to buy concert tickets. It doesn't exist. It just doesn't. You have to go through a digital forum, and you just have to hope that you get them. And otherwise, it, otherwise, you got to go third party, a.k.a. scalpers. Yes. There's no such thing as actual scalpers anymore. The scalpers exist in the digital realm. Right. And they're called Seat Geek. StubHub, yep. Vivid Seats. Every one of them. All those fuckers. Yep. Every last fucking one of them. They now, buy every ticket that is available. Now, granted, fuck you. when they first, when that third party idea first came about, it got me into a lot of shows last minute that I just failed to plan for. Yeah, it used to be a godsend. Yeah, but now... And what I've noticed, what I've learned over the last three, four years of being there day one with the countdown clock, okay, I'm here an hour and 30 minutes before, I'm going to 
have it ready so that as soon as it hits zero, I hit refresh and I'm buying and I got two browsers open, whatever. Right. What I've noticed is it doesn't matter the size of the venue. They will sell out, quote unquote, in less than 10 minutes, sometimes right. less than two minutes. <clears throat> and you go to these third party sites and they already have thousands of yeah. tickets yeah. already available for sale, yeah. which only can tell me that they are buying them before the public even gets is before it's available to the public. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so what it's a rigged game already. It's it would be the equivalent of those dirty fuckhead scalpers in the parking lot showing up the night before tickets go on sale or the box office opens and they already got half the tickets. Well see this is and that's the thing And that didn't that's not how it went down. Right. Well so, and, and you know I, I swore my last point Fuck the third party sites. Yeah. They are artificially. I say fuck Ticketmaster. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that. By far. It, yeah, sure. Fuck them. Yeah. But it's hard to say fuck them when Ticketmaster's charging you 75 bucks to go to a show. And they're charging you 350 Yes. Yeah. I got to fuck with the the worst yeah. uh, offender right. first and work my way back to no, Ticketmaster. I, yeah, I hear you. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Rona. Sorry about well, that. Well, you know, it, I always thought. You know, as I was growing up, I think we all have this goal in mind that we're not going to become that adult that's just like, fuck the younger generation. But for me, it was definitely, you know, what we were talking about. Right. You know, the process of getting tickets, getting up early on a Saturday morning, going down to the local whatever, sometimes Turtles music, yep. sometimes Publix. There was a sacramental process behind it. Oh, yeah. Dude, and I waited in line for Floyd tickets in Tampa. Yeah. Overnight. We spent overnight. We camped out in a fucking parking lot. You don't do that kind of shit well, anymore. You're already, a, you're already seeing the guys and, that you're likely going exactly. to see again at yeah. the show. Yep. You're you're already building community around it. Now yes. it's a it's a dickless, faceless, soulless fuck on the it's a screen yeah and see that's it the is. thing that's exactly my point it was a community yeah and i mean you got to bond with other fans in the fucking line share stories about other concerts you were going to or just talking about that random ep that you were able to pick up right, from japan right. i mean it was it was it was it was social media. Yes. It was it that was that was that's how you were social. There was no you you weren't doing it on Facebook. You it, were actually going there and experiencing it. It was an actual interaction. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. was an event in itself. Yeah. That was my yep. point is just going to the concert, the concert was not the experience. Right. Yeah. It was a part everything of the experience up to it. And yeah. that experience typically started six to nine months prior. Right. First, you had the release. We're coming to your town. Yep. Tickets go on sale in three months. Yep. We'll be there in a year. Yep. Three months later, you go to the place, you wait in the line, you see the other people right. wearing the band shirt. They might already have a few albums in their hand because they're, you know, they already wore out the their first two. So they got to re up on that. And you're talking about that. You get your ticket. You get your fucking physical, tangible, physic and see you your item that you can hold and look at. And now the anticipation builds because you know you're going. And you just said something key there, though, that started in the 90s. You said you bought your ticket a year in advance. Yeah. Uh, that never used to be the case. Concerts in the 80s and uh, shit, all the concerts I went to in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Very first thing you would hear is you would hear on the radio, 
this band's coming on a, on a radio station yep. in whatever town they were playing in. Word would get out, hey, this band's playing here. This band's playing here. And it would make it to other towns. You know, it wasn't like you could open the paper and there's the whole listing of the whole tour yeah, and cre- shit like that. There, there was none was of a godsend. Yeah, there was none mm-hmm. of that. The way it would happen is a band would come and within two weeks to three weeks of you buying your ticket, you were, were there. right there and watching that band. And there that was no have, that must have sucked then when it transitioned. There to was no tickets it going did. to sell nine months and, before. And and I'll tell you why that happened. It does make sense, but I'll I'll tell you the reason that they say it happened. Production. Yeah. What they were doing was they're trying to get all the ticket sales in advance. Yeah. So they could build the production for the tour. Yeah. They had all the money up front. And it kind of worked the same way back then. You had all the money three weeks in advance. Of the show going, you know, yeah. if it's sold out the day that, you know, sometimes, you, I mean, shit, sometimes you can go to the box office and get tickets because the show didn't sell out. And yeah. and you could get, you know, you just spend an extra buck at the box office mm-hmm. the day of the show. Yep. It is amazing. Astounding is probably the word that I should use. The difference between the ticket price of the first concert I went to. Oh, Jesus. And yeah. a ticket price today. Yeah. It is fucking astounding not only that but the quality of the music i was seeing yeah i mean my very first concert was reo speedwagon a band called stars that you guys probably never heard of Mm. and judas priest was opening that was my very first concert that ticket was six dollars yeah i paid six dollars to see three bands and you know we had the tickets like i said maybe two weeks in advance something like that yeah and now that show was sold out. It was sold out because REO Speedwagon was big at that time. It was when Riding the Storm out came out. Yep. I don't know if yep. you guys know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was on that tour. And uh, nobody knew who Judas Priest was. No. And so the very first band I ever saw in my life live was Judas Priest. And it nice. changed me forever. This answers a lot of questions. <laughs> it, it, did. it changed me forever. It did. I saw in 1978, I saw uh, Judas Priest. It was their very first U.S. tour. Yeah. And I saw them in my hometown. And I remember I remember Rob Halford riding out on the Harley. I remember all of that. It was oh, fucking yeah. great. I was like, holy shit, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I was bouncing off the walls for weeks after that. After that concert. Yeah. But at the time, I wasn't like, you know, thinking about playing guitar or anything. I was actually playing drums at the time that I saw that. Until then. Yeah. And then things had to change. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Things started to change. That's where they started to change. I want to play a Harley. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play a Harley. That's but yeah, probably was, what, that's probably what Jesse James Dupree, he might have been at that show. Yeah. yeah, He might have been. I can play a chainsaw. Yeah. Well, you you brought up six bucks, dude. Six bucks. No, that's insane. And now you pay seventy five bucks to see a shit if you're lucky. You know, yeah. If you're lucky, if you're lucky. See, I think uh, you know one of the main differences therein lies in the story that you told before about the Led Zeppelin thing, right? And I'm sorry, music fans, you are the ones that fucked it for everyone yes because your selfish asses wanted everything your way and you gave artists 
hardly any control. So they had to go to the corporate overlords to manage shit to reel things in. They could send out their thugs to beat the fuck out of scalpers, yep, yep. make sure the people that were selling bullshit t-shirts weren't making the money that the vendor should have. Yep. I mean, you basically turned it over to the corporate overlords and said, please take care of this for me because fans are fucking taking us for a ride well here's and and i'll i'll break that down it makes perfect sense because Mm -hmm. consumers not creators right but consumers want the product with the least amount of uh investment right and investment's not just money that's effort time time yes uh, and you know, they look for the most convenient pathway to that. Yeah. That is how we got to where we are now. Right. Yep. The only problem yep. is that middleman between the band and the consumer got in and engineered multiple different ways that they could manipulate how that transaction goes down. Right. And they're not going to put out anything that doesn't benefit them, obviously, otherwise their business doesn't exist. Right. So they have contrived and manipulated so many different facets. Fees. They come up with good ones, and then they look at something working, and they say, how can we make this make us more money? Right. Well, it's going to cost them more, so let's make it more convenient for them. Let's make them not even have to move. In fact, let's make something where your your device will buzz and tell you, hey, guy, because of your algorithms, because of your Spotify playlist, we think you'll really dig this band that you've listened to 627 times yeah. in the last 3.97 years. Click on this link and buy it through us. Don't worry, we're only overcharging you 65%, but you don't give a fuck because you're a fucking lazy piece of shit. Yeah. You never yep. even purchased the album. And that's how we get here. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's absolutely how we get here. And it's and that's true, man. It's all convenience. Yes. Everything is about that. Not just music. I mean, it's in everything. It's in movies. It's in, your, you know, you got fucking everything at your fingertips. Everything it's, from politics to, to jobs yep. to relationships. Every everything, aspect of yep. our modern American lives is in what I just said. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because what does it take? To wake up on a certain time, on a certain day, to physically go to a place that tickets are only available that uh, that location, yeah. that day, at that time. Yep. You actually also have to give up more time to wait on. That takes responsibility. And people would rather forego their own responsibility to have somebody else make those decisions for them and serve it to them. Because people are cuck bitches and that's the one thing that i i will give to pearl jam i'm not a huge pearl jam fan i think they they're gave, a great they gave up too soon I think, I think they're a great band i do when they railed against ticketmaster uh, yeah yes. back in the i what think was they're that, a great 94? band they're just not oh, for yeah. me but but yes when yeah. they went up against ticketmaster dude i was one hundred and fifty thousand percent behind mm-hmm. them and i uh, it was and and it was like a it, dude they lost they lost. Yeah. They, they, I think they knew they were going to lose from the beginning, but they stuck with it, dude. Dude, they were playing like National Guard armories and shit like that because yeah. Ticketmaster locked them out of every fucking they had the arena. They had the they, contract with the arenas, with every fucking yes, major venue, with every fucking venue, and that 
if that's not a fucking mob yeah. right there that needs to be broken up, but it's okay. I'm sure they got some DC affiliates uh, taking care of them, scratching their balls for them. Yeah, yeah so somehow it's, it's not a monopoly. So here's the thing. Well, now it's not because it's so broken up. You can't even figure out who the fuck is actually <laughs> controlling the tickets. Yeah, you don't even know where your money's going. But going back to, it's not on the fans. It, it would be a perfect world if it was where the mob stood up for the right thing, but the mob is rarely does. Yeah. Rarely does. Mm-hmm. In fact, things have to get so bad, like no music for 10 years before the mob would ever say, Hey guys, I would actually, I would actually take a physical ticket. If that meant I get to go see a show, maybe we should do things the way that they worked, but things have to get so bad before they can get better. So it's not on the mob yet. I think there should have been more bands like Pearl Jam. Yeah. I I thought Pearl Jam would do that. I thought they would unite a shitload of bands, and it didn't happen. I think initially the spark needs to come from... It's a lot easier to get a group of four people yep. to do something than it is to get a group of 400,000 people to do something. I, I so you. first, it's on the bands. Yeah. You got to sacrifice something before you expect the majority of your audience to sacrifice one thing. I guarantee yeah. you, if Jay-Z, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and Adele, just those four acts, if they did what Pearl Jam did and said, fuck, music industry change forever, it would change forever. Yeah, Because that's all and, it takes. It and literally can start with 10 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, you uh, just have to have power. Yeah. The power. It. That's it. The, the power pe- to the do it. The fans don't have the power. So to expect the powerless, the powerless, uh, low IQ, stupid, desiring convenience over responsibility mob is never going to be where this comes from. And they don't realize they'd make more money because they're getting paid off. They're getting paid shitloads of money. Yeah. And, and it keeps them pacified. But what they don't realize is that when it comes down to the person that listens to their music and buys their product... They're fucking them hard. Yeah, they are. They're fucking them hard. And I don't know if they, surely they care about that. I'm not going to say, because as an artist myself, I would never want to fuck a fan. You know, never. I would never want to fuck somebody that actually pays to listen to my music. Yeah, sure. So as artists, I can't speak for them, but that's exactly what they're doing by the way they do business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Taylor Swift, man, I give it to her going up against Spotify. You know, I know she has no balls, but that took balls. She told Spotify, I'm not putting my album on there, yeah. which it did eventually wind up on there. Sure. Yeah, it's just like it eventually cool wound up Michael Jackson. You yeah. get that. I mean, eventually they cave. Right. And that's what but she took the stand. That's what I'm saying. If 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 an artist would stand up like Taylor Swift. All right. Say when Taylor Swift did that, say, um. Fuck, I don't know who was big at that time. Rihanna and yeah. uh, and Britney Spears and sure. and all say say Christina Aguilera say they all banded together mm-hmm. at that time. Mariah Carey mm-hmm. and said, "Fuck this, we're instead not gonna." Of, instead of the big four, they could title themselves the big whores. <laughs> <laughs> they would sell out in a heartbeat. There you go. See they. <laughs> That's a marketing. I don't know what the fuck they're saying. That's uh, a voulez-vous coucher avec moi. There you go. Look at that. No, no, no. He knows. I'm almost there. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Oh, of course. Which 
Which means, would you like to sleep with me? Does it? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not a song about Menage a Trois. Yeah, I yeah. know it's about Menage a Trois. Well, right. there's only I know one way that to get part. there. You got yeah. to make the offer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't know my friends. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I, have, I have not been to the whole country in a long uh, time. I won't get into it. No, I used to have a. I, I, one of my best friends in high school was a uh, foreign exchange student from France. Yeah. And right. that was one was of our. Cousin. It was his cousin. He didn't know it at the time. Frenchy. I'm here to reveal it to you, Rona. Here's the big reveal. His, his Come name on was out, a, cousin. His name was a Pepe. Her, 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 her name was Solange. And so, uh, one of the first things I that... Her. I don't think you did, dude. She, I don't see how you would have been able to. Mr. Coon? You might have talked to her over Lacey the phone Coon? at some point, but that's... Yeah, yeah, we've uh, spoken at least. Okay, anyway. I mean, either way, doesn't matter. We'll cut this out. Uh, it, <laughs> thanks, buddy. No, yeah. because <laughs> I, I stopped you. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, either way, <laughs> you know, people listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was so, so no. Solange was, um, you know, one of the first things people asked her was literally what the fuck is the words of those songs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are the words and what does it mean? Right. And does everybody always fuck two people at the same time? Yeah, in yeah. France they do. Yeah. Yes. Or why don't any of you shave your pits? And she's like, "We fucking what the hell?" Did she we all around? do. Did she just walk around in tank tops just like, "Yeah. Yeah. You've been lied to." Here, only look. Only yeah. only <laughs> Snade O'Connor and uh what what's her name didn't shave their pits. Uh Debbie Harry. Bjork. Debbie Harry. Well, Bort. Bjork. 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 I just wanted to say Bjork. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. I never knew what that meant. Yeah. And I never, obviously never knew the words. I mean, because I've heard it, the song my whole entire life, but. Mm. I, well, I, I knew them. I knew the words or the meanings to the words because uh, my mom took French when she was in high school. And there was one day. I don't remember when this doesn't like stand out. It really didn't even come to me until you literally were translating it just now. I'm like, yeah, wait, why do I already know this? And then I had to, (laughs) I had to reboot the memory part of my brain, typically not activated. So it might've made some noise. You might hear it come through the mic. And I was like, oh yeah, no, my mom told me this. Yeah. Well, I gotta say something. She was like, yeah, that was one thing that we asked because that song was big when she was in high school. Mm -hmm. And that, that was one of the lessons they learned that day. I, 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 I have to say something. I had no idea when we started off the podcast that this conversation yeah. would last as long. I didn't. Hey, it's like but, it's like our Tales from the Hood episode. Yes. I had no it, idea. When we get into music, yeah, yeah, we we all three of us can go on that yeah. for days. Yeah, I for mean, sure. Because yeah, we all love music. Well, that kind of leads us into um you you know, you kind of brought it up during the interview. Uh, was uh, Free Britney. Um, yes. Dude, the conservatorship. Holy goddamn. Have y'all been following this? Oh, dude, I've I been remember, following it since day one. I was yeah. going to say, I remember hearing about this like 20 years ago. Yes. Or, or 15 it's, it, years ago. Yeah, whenever, yeah. She, whenever she... She shaved her head. Whenever and, she got a little yeah. gym-style haircut <laughs> yeah. and uh, decided to go fucking full ATL scoop on that SUV or whatever... Uh, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, her attorney and and her manager bo- both left. Yeah, you like, know? I, I mean, I knew, I knew that her father was basically controlling her finances the entire time she's been in the public spotlight. But to know that she's 
Is she still in her 30s or is she now in her 40s? No, either, she's in her either, 30s. She's about our age. She's 39. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Far old enough to have her money relinquished back yes. to her and well, make her own decisions. And I thought that this was, I thought that, so I'm answering your question in this sure. manner. I was aware of this conservatorship mm-hmm. uh, from back when it first was enacted back in like 07 or whatever. Yeah. And I, I thought that it was an immediate already temporary agreement extended for three years at a time or something no it was actually definite or anything like this i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna speak from the yeah the 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 mode of the uninitiated quasi aware individual probably much like our listeners i would imagine i I doubt that they're following it as closely as maybe you have well you're kind of right so i was aware of it in that manner and like all other things Brittany, i just fucking forgot or just stop caring because I figured, well, she's fine. This is probably over. And then, like a year ago, like there were all of a sudden news started coming up. Like Britney Spears is super pissed at her dad. I'm like, oh, cool, a white girl with daddy issues. How original, Britney. And then it kept going and going and going. And I'm like, what? What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. So that's where I left it. I know nothing more than what i've said to this point so well take us away initially you are absolutely actually correct originally it was supposed to have a date where it was supposed to switch back or at least some of her her whore i almost said (laughs) some of whore's freedoms (laughs) (laughs) no some of her freedoms were supposed to come back to her but then um she's a slave <laughs> sorry sorry that's let's, all, that's, let's, the, that's the first and last time that's ever going to be said on this thing we, we we might say that uh you know the conservatorship for her was toxic hey oh, god damn I, wa- I wish there was a window in this fucking studio so i could throw myself out it hit me baby one more time <laughs> oh my god for fuck's sakes <laughs> cry me a river oh wait no that's <laughs> well, so, okay, but yeah, no, Los Angeles, uh, the court in Los Angeles at one point did then f- rule later that the conservatorship would be indefinite. Now, uh, through the CBS News, um, th- they did release an article and they went through the, uh, you know, basically everything about the story. It's now, insane. This is a crazy story. Um, now I'm just going to start off with what is a conservatorship. If in case any of our listeners are not aware, throw it at us. I know what it is, yeah, but sure. go ahead. Yes. A conservatorship is legally defined as a court case where a judge appoints an individual or organization called the conservator to care for someone who cannot care for themselves or who cannot manage their own finances, according to the judicial branch of California. The judicial system. Now, uh, what y'all might not be aware of, Jim, I think you are, because I brought it up to you, is I have a little brush myself with understanding of how this stuff works. Now, it's only slightly parallel. I'm not saying at some point, you know, someone took over my shit, but... As I've mentioned on this podcast before, I've had a few forays into the mental institution. And, um, you know, after a certain period of time, it became plenty of people be, became concerned 
that this was going to be my life, that I'd just be basically in and out of institutional situations. And so it became such a situation that the um, hospital would approach my dad and say, basically, we need you to sign some paperwork, probably because I don't think Ryan is capable of making his own decisions. Right. And then you would, is the term for that institutionalized? Yes. Or like yeah. where, yes. Where no matter what, you're going to be reluctant to the system. Right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And I, I mean, and so my dad, after I came out of the hospital, came to me with the paperwork and I never signed the shit. It, and it's very much for the same reason. I was like, I know how he's going to run this. I, I will go even crazier if I don't feel free. Right. If I feel like other people are having to make decisions for me. Now, with Brittany, this whole thing was bigger. It was something where he, you know, they turned it over to her father, uh, Jamie Spears. And then also a third party yes. um, agency that was going to be taking care of a lot of this shit. Right. The problem was, though, that her father was basically the red pen. He was the one who made all final decisions. And if any of you, which I'm sure you are, are familiar with childhood actors, actresses, anyone who's been in the limelight like that their parents are usually fucking monsters and so he ended up taking extreme advantage of right. her right i mean such reports as basically um he would force drugs upon her almost to ensure that she would go on stage and forced into live performances yes. dance dance monkey yeah mm -hmm. when she did the when she did the shit in vegas she was forced to do that i i, I remember when all this shit was going down yeah and i yeah. uh, if kanye can have his money and spend his money the way he does his, britney's nowhere near as crazy as he is no i mean so it well, crazy's it, on a spectrum well Every, uh, everybody's capable of i'm just saying that i'm, I'm with you what the amount of money that Britney Spears made is breeds phenomenal. It yeah. phenomenal amount of money it breeds this type of, of shit. Yeah. Yes, it because makes it makes for uh, somebody, her father in this case, who has always had control over her, always, yeah, and always will probably till he dies. Now, if her father was to kick over and die. Do you have an answer for what would go on then? Well, based on how it is now, they would probably relinquish it over to, that to the third party. To the agent the agency. Yeah. 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 So well, now, that keeps that keeps the quote unquote crazy person from doing something rash. Crazy. Yeah. But before we move on, the the whole the dad being tyrannical or whatever, mm -hmm. that didn't just happen because all of a sudden there's money around. He was already like this. Oh yeah, yeah. And you can you can tell this. It's yes. self evident. Yes. Because Britney wasn't always famous. No. Or uh, let me put it a better way. Britney wasn't always. Uh, 
Oh, what's the word where you're financially sellable? Like she wasn't always marketable, right? Mm-mm. And uh, she was on the Mickey Mouse. Mickey Club. Mouse, dude. When she was on Mickey yeah. Mouse Club, her and Justin Timberlake both, man. When they were on there, I remember the shit. I remember sure. when they were kids. Yeah. But the point I'm making is about the parent that would let and push and force their kid to do that. Yes. Should not surprise you when they become adults and they're still that same individual now with more money, which gives, which opens the gate to become more tyrannical. But this, this goes beyond this. Britain, I'm, we're going to go through the rest of the story and I'm going to let you have the rest of the, sure, I'm going to yeah, let you finish. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. Speaking of Kanye. Um, but this goes beyond Britney. The only reason why we know about this situation with Britney is because of how popular she sure. was and is, still is. What you, what a lot of people, I think, might fail to realize, and there's probably a lot of wine moms sitting in double wides in Arkansas thinking, man, this Britney shit's fucking nuts, while they're putting on six layers of makeup on their six-year-old daughter to go put her in a beauty pageant because I just think my, my little Betty's going to be fucking huge. You're the same thing that you fucking think you're against because you see Brittany, a child star that you grew up with, and is like, man, that dad's an asshole. Hey, Mally Mae, get ready faster. Mama's got to put you out there on the market. I have a big brother alert for you. I picked up my phone and I was going to look for something and I typed the letter B. Mm-hmm. Just the letter B. Mm-hmm. And Britney Spears.com. Came up. <laughs> Big Brother alert. This actually just happened. To oh, me. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But I'm we're, sure we're, the we're, algorithm right now, I, it's one of the most popular stories there is. So it's not that big of a surprise. With the letter B. And not from me. Here's what I'll say. Sure. We're talking into six mics right now, guys. Yes. Yes, we are. And maybe, I think, seven. I think, maybe, there, maybe there's another one. I'm yeah. just saying six that are known. Yeah, that are known. At least. And three yeah. of them we intentionally fucking put in front of us. <laughs> and the other three are plugged into your computer. Well, well, what I was looking for, what I was looking for is this guy's name that actually made Britney. Uh, he also made Justin Timberlake. Uh, all of the, the new kids. Big Who was it? O-Town. Uh, well, yeah, new kids, and, and then all, all of these. His name was Lou something, and I cannot remember his last name. Lou fucking scumbag. But he I'm died. For he about passed 10, away. Eleven years. He was now. Orlando. He was yep. from Orlando, yep. and uh, he was a millionaire. And he put money, and he turned Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. He learned turned all of those little boy bands and girls and chick and you know shit like that. He's the one that sexed them up. And put them out there on display and made them who they were. Now, I do know Britney's dad, back in the day, I know this, I remember seeing articles about it, was seen with this dude Mm -hmm. constantly on the plane. Sure. They were constantly on the plane together, sitting together, talking. It's like a musical Epstein. Yes. And and this guy's this guy's dead now, but I, I can't remember his name. I remember his name was now. Luke. Did he commit suicide? Was uh, he in a jail? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he did. <laughs> I, I, look into it. That's something to look into. I'm starting to believe that Joe Jackson released a. You know, there's an unreleased book out there that's called 
how to market your child and whore them out because you're an asshole. I'll be honest, Joe Jackson was I mean, the first real motherfucker out there. All these other was, copycats yeah. are far more easy. <laughs> no, yeah. He was the original. He was yeah. the OG. Now, I, I will be fair here and say that, you know, Jamie Spears has not had his day in court, and everything has, that has been said up to this point is purely hearsay. Sure. However... According to a Vox article that I read, um, I'm going to read directly from this uh, because they actually ended up speaking with part uh, or at least a family friend of the Spears. According to the New Yorker, Jamie seems to have understood his role as conservator to require prioritizing not his daughter's mental health so much as her Barbie doll public image in the article. Family friend Jacqueline Butcher recalls witnessing an exchange between father and daughter in 2008 in the first days after Brittany was released from the hospital into her father's care. Jamie said, baby, Butcher recalled, and I thought he was going to say, we love you, but you need help. But what he said was, you're fat. Daddy's going to get you on a diet and a trainer, and you're going to get back in shape. Now, Butcher added that Jamie repeatedly told Brittany she was a whore and a terrible mother in the early days of the conservatorship as he pushed her to come to terms with the new shape of her life. He was adamant that it would be he who called the shots in the New World Order, and whenever someone questioned his edicts, he took to shouting, I am Britney Spears. Now, uh, uh, sounds a little Anthony Fauci to me, but, uh, you know. I am science. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, the now contr- we'll get to that little fuck in a minute. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Basically, I mean, what it boils down to, and I'm not reading the article. Well, I'm going back to it here, but it says, under Jamie's reg- regime, Spears' control over cash was severely restricted. No matter how much she earned, she was limited to a weekly allowance of $2,000, which meant her annual living expenses were smaller than the stipends she paid Jamie or the salary she paid Ingham, which I'm not sure who that is. She found herself at dinners with friends and unable to cover her share. Now, also, you know, anyone listening out there, that... That's one of the things, and this is the reason why this was closer to me. This is the reason why I wanted to bring it up, is I understand that there are people out there that have mental situations where they're not able to handle, handle their life. But for a court to be able to rule that you will not be able to have that control indefinitely that is abuse. That is against human rights. These are the type of things that should all have an expiration date. Not only that, it behooves the judicial system to understand that many times it should not be relinquished over to a family member, especially one that has proven to be abusive over the course of someone's life. And that's who he was. In fact, now what J- what Brittany's trying to do right now, she's not even trying 
exactly to um you know uh, get rid of the conservatorship indefinitely she just wants to get married yeah. well she wants you yeah she dude she wants to marry a guy that they won't let her marry mm-hmm. they they won't let her marry a dude or so have a baby she wants to marry or have a kid with this guy yeah. so that alone should should be enough to say hey time out here man and yeah. all she's you can't you can't mm-hmm. tell somebody that you know they can't marry somebody all she's Just asking <laughs> well and if we're gonna start doing that we should have started it fucking decades ago yeah. <laughs> all she's asking is basically uh see jamie her dad got sick in like 2019 and he was unable to control the conservatorship right. at which point he turned it over to a third-party individual right. Who was, you know, not partial to anything. She understood how she had to control everything and brought Brittany in, uh, you know, to understand exactly how she wanted to run things. All she wants to do is turn that conservatorship over to that person. Right. Right. So so, here's okay. Here's my take on it. mm -hmm. I agree with everything that's said up to this point, but now's time for reality to come in. I think that what the dad said is probably not wrong. She probably <laughs> was a whore. She probably was a terrible mother. She probably also is potentially marrying another douchebag, or at least given her track record. If I was a father, I probably wouldn't be too jazzed up about it. That's all I'm saying. I, Those I'm, things can be very much in play. Here. But I very much. I want to just say this. Sure. To expect that Brittany was going to turn out as a fully functioning, reasonable well-leveled, good decision-making adult was already out of the cards because you put her little ass in the Mickey Mouse fucking club before she was ever even eligible to, like, figure out what life was. I got two words for you. Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. Uh, But on on top of this, I think that a parent should always have a role to play in their children's lives. Even if they are assholes. Mm-hmm. And I, and, but here's my thing. I'm not saying what's happening now is right. What mm-hmm. I believe should have happened is if somebody is mentally incapacitated in the manner in which they need to be institutionalized or go away from society for an extended unknown period of time for them to get treatment, I think all of their assets should be frozen and should be in a money market account or something where it just sits there. The best that can happen is it gains interest. The worst thing that happens is it just sits there. Yeah. The company that manages it cannot gamble it. They can't lose it. They are, and if they do gamble it, whatever, but they, they have to give back at least the same amount that was taken in um, no matter what. And if that company goes under, then it's back. Fuck it. We print funny money. The Fed comes in and they say, here's your fucking money back. Whatever. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, they don't lose the, I, they don't lose anything sure. while they're getting help. I say, no. give her her money. That, uh, look, like, this is, a, this is my thing. I keep thinking about this. Every time I think of Britney Spears, I think back to the very first time I saw, um, the video for hit me baby one more time. Mm-hmm. The way they had her portrayed in that video, I knew when the first time I saw that video, that girl is never going to be right. 
yeah. after this. Mm-hmm. She's never going to be right because it was fucking huge. Sure. That shit was, man, I would I was working in a house. This is no shit. This little two-year-old kid, uh, I'm I'm sitting there painting the wall, and he's, ooh, baby, baby. It's, it's, a, it's about all he could say was, ooh, baby, baby. He was singing the fucking <laughs> Britney Spears song. That's yeah. how big she was. Sure. When it hit. Uh-huh. And, you, you, dude, you, you just don't, you don't come back from that. Sure. You don't. No, I, that's what I'm saying. It goes back to when she was six. You know? No, I agree. I mean, honestly. Those if, parents should have never mm-hmm. had her, but they did. What mm-hmm. should happen and what should be in place before, hit me baby one more time, before umbrellas going through windows is day one going into the fucking Disney audition. There should be at least three people going, Hey man, what the fuck are you doing here? Mm. Maybe Disney Eureka is evil <laughs> and ruins children's sure. lives. Well, and but I, I, the main thing to me is, I'm sorry, nine times out of ten, if you are marketing your child, whether it be putting them in movies at an early age or putting them on a pageant market so that they can be murdered at five or six years old and we don't still know who murdered that child, whatever the case is, nine times out of ten, if you're that parent, you are a piece of shit. I don't think Mickey Mouse fucked her like tip me baby one more time i i'm just i'm gonna throw that out there it's celebrity it's yeah. what we were talking about it's sure. the parents their kid is making them they're they're riding the kids gravy train yeah and and the bigger that kid gets they all they think about is the next level for that kid they don't yeah. think about what's best for that kid mm-hmm. they just think about elevating that kid to the next level the next level, the next level, the next yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, And it turns into a, almost like a, like you said, with the beauty pageants and I'll, shit like that. It all, uh, gymnastics, same shit. Sure. Dude, I knew this one kid, he played piano and his mother would sit there with a ruler. And I know that's what they do. They turn the ruler sideways yeah. when they smack your hand with mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. And that could break a fucking finger if you hit it hard enough, you know. If you're not and, a bitch. Yeah. And um, I mean, she was brutal on him, dude. Yeah. And and he's kind of, you know, he's kind of strange. That, he, he, that yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's afraid of certain things, you know. And and he's, but he's a great piano player. He's a great piano player, but he could never play piano good enough for his mother. And you can tell that. You yeah. can tell that about him, yeah. you know. In a group big enough, you're gonna find. A handful of people yep. that know exactly what the fuck we're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Because they lived it. Not yeah. because they heard about it, but because they were the Britney Spears right. of their situation. Right. Yeah. And so this this immediately goes back to the parents to begin with. And so like I said, the the money is what fucked uh is what exacerbated the already fucked upness of Britney Spears' dad. Right. Sure. Gave him power. Yes. You don't give somebody who's already willing to fork their child over to Disney any power over that person. Right. Especially once that person is an adult. There needs to be every level of protection to keep that kind of person the right. fuck away. Like, 
a way as far as fucking up their financial. And this is not life. over. I mean, it's fact, not over no. yet. Well, so, no. in fact, the courts ruled against Britney, right? Uh, like last week. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, she I, did get a victory this week. Um, the triumph that she did get this week, and that pretty much everyone said should have happened anyways, is the court did allow her to acquire her own her own, her own representation. Yes. yes. So that is a victory for her in many ways. I think, you know, with me going into this, the main thing that I wanted to impart and the main thing that I want to stick out to people is that courts should not have the power to create blank checks for things to just indefinitely be as they're going to be in situations like this. Right. When you're talking about someone's mental acuity or ability to take care of themselves, which, by the way, they never once were basically saying that she did not have the mental aptitude to be able to take care of herself. They said that she was too easily able to be influenced, and that was how they made that decision. Right. And to me, these sweeping judgments are the problem. The and I'll stop it at this. Her heart's too big, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's that girl's problem. Mm-hmm. That's her biggest problem. Yeah, I'll I'll attest it more to this is yet another example of once you get into the legal system and you have to get in front of a judge, that's where the real, true, long lasting problems live and are carried out. We talked about this a lot last summer about how we disagreed with a lot of the arguments that BLM and the activists were making, that their problems were with cops, claiming that we live in a systemic racist country and all this other bullshit that cops are out there hunting black people for sport and letting people letting white people go after the most heinous of murders and how just on its face incorrect that was, how gaslit the population was for thinking that. And we kind of agreed, I believe, that the actual consensus of where their strife and the where their energy should be pointed is once you're in the legal system, that's when the actual bullshit really starts. And I got an example of that that came up in the oddest of ways. We had one hell of a weird-ass fucking story pop up a couple of weeks ago here in the Atlanta area. Where I remember I was home and had the news on and all of a sudden I just look up and I see this helicopter image of or helicopter footage of this white truck parked on a golf course green, but was like, what's the word? Like, uh, it was like seesawed on the fringe of the green where the tires (laughs) weren't making contact with the ground. Right. And I looked up and I was like, what the fuck? And it said Atlanta. (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit, I got to pay attention to this. And then the bottom, the headline just said golf pro killed on golf course. And I was like, okay, that isn't a headline you see ever. (laughs) That was the first time for me. There's a rampant golf course killer going around. But I was like, okay, what the fuck is this? And then the story just went away for like a week. Shooter McGavin's gone crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll 
<laughs> I can't do it. Fuck, I was about to do his rhyming line. I'll see you at the bay, if you may, I shall say. Anyway, scratch that. Um, but all that was known at the time was that this truck drove out onto this golf course, and then one of the guys that works at the golf course, a golf pro, walked up, and he got fucking shot clapped. in the head. And it's like, yep. that's not normal. Immediately, on the, I'm saying all this to say that when the news was breaking about this story, nothing about this was normal. Nothing about this matched any level of, uh, I've heard of this before. Like, I bring up the, the Instagram account, ATL Scoops. I've said it five times already this episode. They, they cover just all the fucked up shit that happens. Yep. Car break-ins, car accidents, people getting jacked, fights, street races, all shit that I'm fairly, which most everybody's kind of accustomed to. That's not abnormal. Everything about this case was abnormal as fuck. Well, they especially made it, the two bodies in the truck. Well, <laughs> and that was all that was known was uh, yeah. two bodies were found in the truck. Yeah, this did. golf pro was killed on site. The only thing that we can imagine is that he walked up on a crime in process or in, crime in progress. In progress. Mm-hmm. And then they break away because they have nothing else to report. Right. Sure. And it's just like, well, uh, what? Well, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> Why even tell me about this? <laughs> this is going to make me go insane. Yeah. Yeah. And so I followed this story, and a few days went by, and then they make an arrest. And they arrest one Brian Roden. That name didn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. Mugshot didn't mean anything to me. I'll be honest with you, this is going to sound kind of racist, but just another black guy getting arrested in Atlanta for murder. That shit happens all the time. Not even newsworthy. Sure. But the truck on a golf green with, golf green with two dead bodies in the back... One of which is a guy from California, another guy. Um, well, the owner of the truck. The owner yeah. of the truck who's from a different fucking state. Yeah. Yeah, one is from California, and the, the owner of the truck who was 76 is from Kansas. How did a guy from California and a guy from Kansas who owned the truck that was left behind wind up dead in this one truck and then a golf pro get, what the in fuck Georgia, is going on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once they made the arrest, all of a sudden, all this news comes out. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's a music manager on the news saying they got the wrong guy. And I'm like, music manager? Mm -hmm. Apparently, Mr. Roden is a rapper. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, the likelihood of him killing people just went way up. (laughs) But his manager was like, they got the wrong guy. They pulled him over. They arrested him. They seized over $1,000. He had $1,000 cash or $10,000 cash, something like that. He had a high dollar amount. I'll read the story here in a minute. And they immediately seized it. And I was like, ah, fuck you, coppers. I don't like that. Fuck asset forfeiture. Not a fan of that. Not cool. But they arrested him. They brought him in. And then they let him go. Mm -hmm. Because he was arrested for a moving violation. Having a taillight out, having a headlight out, and having expired tags and not having insurance. The dude was doing Jesus everything Christ. possible to get arrested three days after he murders three people. Uh-huh. This already is starting to not really add up. So they can't hold him forever for this. So they let him go. But while he's in, they fingerprint him. They process him. They obviously process the crime scene. They see, hey, I think that guy that we just had in here was the guy that did the thing out of the golf course. 
go fucking snag him. They go arrest him. Now he's charged with these three murders, plus kidnapping and all this other stuff. Yeah, it was supposedly eyewitnesses to this. Well, if, And they were afraid to talk. Now, and I agree with that because of two different reasons. One, I Googled it. I Google mapped it. I dropped myself down on the street. I saw the pathway that this guy drove to right. get out on the green. Right. If you look right behind where he came from, he was already in a residential area. There's two houses that have crystal clear sniper vision of the green. They could have and should have seen everything that went down. In mm-hmm. fact, there's multiple reports of neighbors in the area that heard the gunshots. It happened, I think, on July 3rd. So people thought that it was people preemptively shooting off fireworks. Right. A lot of them didn't think much of it. But you got a whole row of houses facing this green. Right. That's how mm-hmm. they build these neighborhoods because the sure. greens are beautiful. Yeah. So you're doing this in front of an audience. It almost It's almost like this guy can't help but do things in a manner to get caught. But the real weirdness out of all this didn't come out until they started looking back at this guy's criminal history. Uh-oh. Then things really start to get weird. So I'm going to go through this article from CBS 46, local affiliate, local CBS Atlanta affiliate. Please make a movie of this. So I'm just going to go through. I'm going to read the whole thing. If some things are boring, we'll clip it out. But this story is from July 9th, and it's it goes as follows. A man is now behind bars, charged in a triple homicide that shook a community and get, garnered nationwide attention. Cobb County's police chief. Tim Cox said 23, remember the age, 23-year-old Brian Anthony Roden is the lone killer in Saturday's triple murder at the Pine Tree Country Club in Kennesaw. Investigators believe that Roden kidnapped two men and killed them on the golf course and that he then killed the club's golf course manager, Gene Siller, because he witnessed the crime in progress. Hmm. Roden is charged with three counts of felony murder in the deaths of Siller, 46, Henry Valdez of California, also 46, and Paul Pearson, 76, of Kansas. In addition, he faces three counts of aggravated assault with the intent to murder, two counts of kidnapping, blah, blah, blah. The murder's the big one. Right. Cobb County Police responded to a person shot call on July 3rd, around 2.30 p.m. at the Country Club at the address. You can Google it. On arrival, they found the golf pro dead on the green of the 10th hole with a gunshot wound to the head. Pearson and Valdez were both found dead in the back of the white Dodge Ram 3500 pickup truck that was also found on the green near the sand trap. Police said that both men had been shot and that their hands and legs and mouths were bound with tape. Hours after the murders, Roden was arrested by Shambly police. Now, that's about 30 minutes away. You go from northwest Atlanta to northeast Atlanta. He was arrested for DUI providing false identification, and having a fake license plate. Those warrants can also be viewed at the end of this article. I suggest everybody go look up those motherfuckers. But days would go by before investigators could link him to the murders. On Thursday evening, police announced that Roden was was the suspect in charge of the triple killing. All right, so that just brings us up to speed. Mm -hmm. This boy has a criminal history. For a 23-year-old, mind you, past... Well, this isn't usually somebody's rookie crime. No. There's so so much more going on with this, and I'm going to dig into that. No, that's that's what they say. You graduate to murder. That's what they say. Yeah. (laughs) Past felonies later sealed 
in an interview with CBS 46. Oh. Oh, that's for a video. That's a video headline. We'll scratch that. <laughs> now we're learning more about the man's checkered past. It's always checkered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roden graduated from Campbell High School in 2015, where he played football, ran track, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was one of my high school's rivals. Well, they're killers over there. <laughs> from there, he attended Georgia State University, and that's where he ran into trouble. In 2016, he was accused of trying to sell marijuana to two teenagers and then getting into a shootout with them. And he got shot. <laughs> Roden was shot in the chest during the incident. Now, this is five years ago. Yeah. No, I know. I, yeah. So I, read it, I read this article. This is some crazy shit. So he's like, what? 17, 16, 17 in college. 18, maybe. I don't know. Catching lead to the chest for selling weed. For selling weed? Yeah. There's no record of a conviction. He was released on a signature bond after that. After a fucking shootout. (laughs) In which he got shot. Yeah. All right. So a Fulton County spokesperson, a Fulton County court spokesperson said that the case was sealed by a judge in April 2017, but could not say why. We do know that Georgia's First Offender Act gives defendants with no criminal history a second chance. Oh, cool. You got a second chance. Roden also appeared on CBS 46 in December 2019 in an interview about last-minute Christmas shopping at Atlantic Square. Oh, well, look at that. Hmm. He, he, wants, he, he finds himself on the news. This guy, just amazing. He finds himself in weird areas. We've since learned that Roden had a few more run-ins with the law. In May of 2020, he was driving a maroon Chevy Silverado when Atlanta police pulled him over for allegedly driving with a cell phone in his hand. Police said they smelled marijuana coming from the car and placed him under arrest. A search of his vehicle revealed 44 individually rolled and packaged marijuana marijuana cigarettes. Reefers. That's a good day <laughs> supply. Police said that uh, you had the 44 joints and $3,000 in cash. He was cited for distracted driving and possession of marijuana. Not a big deal. Sure. During that arrest, police learned that Roden had a warrant out of East Point. And CBS 46 is working to get more information on that. Don't have an update for you there. In August 2020, Roden was arrested in Indiana after a high-speed chase. According to a report by the local newspaper there, a state trooper reportedly attempted to pull Roden over for speeding in excess of 100 miles an hour when he allegedly fled the scene. After a three-mile chase at speeds up to 150 miles an hour, police say, he was arrested and charged with resisting law enforcement, a felony, and two misdemeanor counts of reckless driving. He was released on a $5,000 bond. Well, you know how it is, Jim. You know, 103 strikes and you're out. Yeah, you know, $5,000 bond on a felony, multiple charges, after already having preemptive two drug offenses. No, the guy's lucky. A shoot the up. guy's lucky. Yeah, just a, a silver spoon up this black ass. <laughs> Horseshoe, if you would. Yeah. And I'm sorry this is taking a while, but this this is going somewhere. Uh-huh. In April of this year, an Uber driver called Atlanta police claiming that Roden and his group got into an argument with him, so he decided to pull over and kick them out. According to a report, the Uber driver told police that Roden threatened him with a gun. Oh, assault with a deadly weapon. I believe that's also a felony. Police said Roden admitted to having a gun, but denied using it to threaten the driver. Well, no. Of course he 
Of course he did. Police couldn't determine which party was telling the truth, so they let them go. Let everybody their go. separate ways. Yeah. Man, I thought that only happened to white people. Yeah. <laughs> His last Instagram post was two days before the murders. I don't know what that has to do with fuck, but anyway. Rodin also appears to be a music artist. They talk about his followers on Instagram. Okay, now this... Uh, fuck this story. Sure. Did you hear the fucking charges that this man has racked up in five years' time? And and skated on. That, All yeah. Every yeah. one of them. Every multiple one of them. Multiple felonies. Mm-hmm. Violent felonies. In multiple states. <laughs> in multiple states. 150 miles an hour. Shootouts. Assault with a deadly weapon. And he's the one... That's going to carry off this double kidnapping, triple murder in broad daylight. I don't fucking think so, bro. Yeah, there's some there. When yeah. when I heard that they were bound, the two in the back of this were bound, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, there's something. There's some crazy right, so shit we'll, going on. We'll here. jump to the chase. This is what I think. And this is based off of growing up with law enforcement cops. And also not being a dipshit that believes news articles like that. Because there's been later statements that you got to look for him where they talk to friends of his Mm -hmm. and friends of the deceased. Right. Not the golf pro, but the other two. And they're all connected. Mm. The guy from California had a weed business. The guy in Kansas owned a cleaning company. Oh, Jesus. Where they go clean, quote unquote, messes. Right. A.K.A. Crime scenes right. and burned out buildings. He's a cleaner. <laughs> yeah, he's the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. So this Rodin dude is the fall guy. Patsy. For cartels. Mm-hmm. There were higher up motherfuckers that did this. He's such a loose cannon because he's clearly a loose cannon because all those other things actually did happen. Right. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that got in the shootout over a petty drug deal in Atlanta. He was the guy driving the car at 150 miles an hour. He was also the guy that got busted for DU fucking I without a license plate and without headlights or right, all right. this other shit. Did he also happen to have uh, crack sprinkled sprinkled on him? He was sprinkling it on himself. <laughs> and got away with it. And he's getting away with all this, which we just said. The only way that you get away with any crime in America is with money. Sure. Lots somebody of. this stupid now let's just let's just be reasonable let's be critical thinkers here let's be the people that we want our listeners to be how does somebody that's this dumb that's this publicly stupid and criminally fucking violent have enough money to get out of the legal system repeatedly the answer is he doesn't yeah mm-hmm. but his connections do Sure. His connections, and I forget, I don't have the article in front of me, the attorney that's already uh, representing him, but it's the same fucking attorney that represented Ray Lewis in the Buckhead murder case. Do you think he comes cheap? You think some dude that's stupid enough to fucking do all the goddamn stupid shit this guy's busted for is able to afford his ass without connections? No. Do you think somebody that just murdered three people is going to be out DUIing it up two to three days later? In the same city that he right. did this shit? Yeah. The yeah. answer is no. Yeah. He didn't kill these fucking guys. He's the fall guy for a higher up for a drug trafficking, human trafficking cartel. Atlanta is a fucking oh, yeah. major intersection for this. For all yeah. of that shit. For the entire nation. Yep. Uh, the county that we live in uh, is one of the highest 
no, well-known human trafficker uh, related counties in the world. Yeah. Or yeah. in the in the country. I right. won't say in the world because South Africa is looking pretty weird and uh, Central America is having a bit of a time at the moment. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but my point is, is that you got this guy with a long rap sheet that's never, never seen any downfall from any of this. I'm telling you, this guy's the fall guy. He is yeah. not the trigger man. No. 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 I, dude, like I said, when I heard the bodies were bound in the back of the that truck. That is cartel shit. That is, yeah. that is straight up. That is straight up drug something. Yeah. It's, yes. got, it's got to do. That's, it, that's it, a sign. Because if you're going to. If, 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 all right. Put it this way. If, if he had done this. Say he had done this. Uh, the bodies would not have been bound in the back of the truck. No, he shows already that he's emotional. They, he'd have just, he, he, he'd have he just shot him, threw him in the back. He shot another guy, out. threw him yep. in the back. That would have been it. Yeah. So, yeah, that, when I heard the bodies were bound, and I heard that the first day. Yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, it was the first day. of the. And when I heard they were bound with tape and... I was like, eh, this is a professional. Think, yeah. This is a professional. I don't, I, I don't think this sounds like a hit to me, you know, yeah, I mean, sure. So, and then yeah, he pops was, up and it's like, that's not a professional. Yeah. Yeah. I, and uh, when I saw the charges, uh, when I first saw the charge, you know, they were talking about, he went to Georgia state and all this shit that happened down there. And I was like, and I was reading that shit off and I felt the same way. Dude. It was like, hey, wait, this, this guy bullshit. did this. I, my, my bullshit factor went off immediately. And, and what was, what was, funny was the manager you know yeah the the music manager and he probably the, genuinely feels like no this i know this guy he's a dumbass right they got the right. wrong guy yeah they and got the like, wrong no, no, guy no, no 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 yeah they got the right guy yeah they got the guy that was set in front of them to, to do this on a golf green in a in kennesaw georgia <laughs> i mean it's that's the most public yeah way to yeah dump bodies or kill by because they said that the two guys, the guy, the owner of the truck and uh, Mr. I think Valdez from California were killed on the green. That, that is the most public way to murder somebody. And a what, what's what's and, golf and course, how do you, what's the golf course known for being yeah, fucking quiet? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and how would you kill? How would thing? you kill two people on a golf course? How would you for one thing? How would you bound them first? tape their hands and shit together and then shoot them on the golf course mm -hmm. uh that that just would not happen there's no sure. way that could happen yeah oh the truck is stuck i guess i'll kill you here yeah like it none of this makes sense yeah. well and i mean this this all reeks of i mean especially when the government is involved in scandals this is how this, you know, piles up. I don't know if you remember watching that movie a while back with Jeremy Renner in it called Killed the Messenger that was specifically about the drug trade and everything that was happening um, in the 80s and basically how cocaine was trafficked over here. And then yeah. the reporter that broke it basically ends up losing his life yeah. based oh, on oopsies. the government. But either way, I mean, the way that movie starts is the reporter is led to this just random. Wait, was his name Seth Rich? Uh, I'm not sure. It's it's um, let's see. Seth Rich was the guy that got killed Clinton in D.C. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so that was good. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's Gary, Gary Webb, I think, yes. was the name of. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
of the the, the reporter yeah. that Jeremy yeah. Renner was playing. Yeah. He right. was government. Yeah. And so basically how this movie starts, it's a seemingly random trial right. of just this ganged up dude that, uh, you know, uh, perpetrated a random crime. And he goes and sees that basically the judge releases him on a technicality. And you can see like a DEA agent over the shoulder of the prosecutors, like whispering in his ear. Mm -hmm. And he comes to find out exactly what you're talking about, where all they basically have the fall guys Mm -hmm. set up and they can automatically get them taken off of charges on these stupid bullshit technicalities. Yeah. You get somebody that's already off the handles, that's already known for, you know, being very public for how stupid they are. Mm-hmm. Jesse Pinkman. Guy. Yeah. What's up, bitch? Why <laughs> t- yeah, science, bitch. Chili powder. Yeah. Chili <laughs> pee. Hey, my dad used to play golf. I hate that bitch. I'm going to murder you on the his favorite hole. <laughs> but it, it, this reeks. Like, and the way that it's being covered, at least here locally, is just so nonchalant. Like, such an odd case. Hmm. Yeah. Well, now let's go live to Zoo Atlanta. The pandas are frolicking. It's like, right. no! in other news. Well, it's no! the real. Yeah. It, the, uh, you know, when they say such an odd case, I mean, why do you think it's odd to you? Hmm. This is this it's is not odd. It yeah, it's not. <laughs> this odd. is where true it's, investigative reporters see something like this and they attack on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I expect there to be some crazy deep dive, far more. Than, and it'll probably be as some national, some national news dude will jump on this. I hope so. And uh, because I think that there is a, I think that that I want to see how far this rabbit hole goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you also have this leading up to, and this is probably not connected. But I also see something similar that happened in Denver last weekend, where I know we don't talk much baseball on this program, (laughs) but there is one story that does bleed over into our realm as far as a show. And that is that the All-Star Game happened this past week. And if anybody remembers, it was supposed to happen in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And because of the voter law. It got it got, it got booted to Denver. Yes, with no no uh, Brad Raffelsberger, you know the yeah. uh, Secretary of State, fucking worthless. He's that been guy. yeah yeah he is, but he's been on the news all week saying Major League Baseball never came to talk to me about the law. <laughs> I would have I would have shown him point by point. I, w- I, I would have been a man of principle uh, then. I, w- I would have gone yeah, through it. Fuck yourself, that dude. So he's fucked. Anyway, it's not about them. It's more about what happened once they moved the game to Denver. All of a sudden, guys, hey, they just stopped the next Vegas shooting. Yeah. Did y'all yeah. hear about oh, this? Oh, yeah. I didn't actually. Yes. Oh. Where they found all the guns? I don't have the article in front of me because it became a non-issue yeah. immediately. Wasn't it 44 guns that they found or some shit like that? I know that all I, I didn't hear exact numbers of guns. All I heard was, and for whatever reason, this is the number that has stuck the whole time. And if it's 44 guns, it makes this story even more dumb. Yeah. A thousand rounds of ammunition. I, I heard 44 guns. Is, uh, I'm almost positive well, I've read that. now I gotta that. look it up, because yeah. you're sticking to it. I, I, th- yeah, I don't yeah. think it's that important. Yeah, let's, well, they I'm just say, saying. They could say there was 29,000 <laughs> guns. Yeah. But gun, you could have a million guns. Right. 
It's yeah. the bullets I that did, do I the just, killing. I, no, I just want to say the article that I read yeah. that where, where you're talking about, I'm almost positive they said they confiscated 44 guns. And I was like, what? 44 guns? Holy shit. Somebody was pissed. So let's let's duck duck goose this. Denver shooting stopped. What's the first thing that pops up? Right here, very first one. Denver police stop possible Las Vegas style mass shooting planned yep. for MLB All Star game. Yes, that's the I think that's the article. When read. you read yeah. shit like that, where they're referencing the most notorious mass shooting in American modern American history, that by the way, the FBI still has not released their report. They were supposed to release it one year to the day following so that would have been like november 1st or uh october 1st uh 2018 Mm -hmm. that was almost three years ago there's still no official fbi report that's been released at all all right again well you know we could we could do a series of episodes on that fucking day tinfoil but why would they reference back hey y'all remember that big fucking weird wild thing that never really was fully resolved well, they look at us now. We stopped that from happening again. Look at us. It reeks of fucking bullshit. Uh, I, fuck, I forgot. Let me. Uh, yeah, look, how many guns were there? Were there 44? Yeah, I got to look up how many guns. Okay. Yeah. So, first article. How many guns were there? 16 long guns. 16 long guns. Uh, but what else? Sources said police removed 16 long guns, body armor, and more than 1,000 rounds of ammunition okay. from the room, which featured a balcony overlooking the downtown area. Sounds like a nice room. Yeah. 16 of them. But that's yeah. long guns. They also had pistols. I do know that. Yes. Let's go to blackamericaweb.com. Never heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga had 147 <laughs> guns. 18 of them were muskets. Racist ass white. <laughs> okay again uh the maid who we'd say definitely deserves a raise oh jesus christ who we who we'd say definitely deserves a raise found the artillery last week on while on her shift cleaning the maven hotel at dairy block abc7 denver says a quote las vegas style shooting was feared by police when a total of ammunition rounds that housekeeping found totaled more than 1,000. That's the worst. That's the shittiest written sentence ever. (laughs) The weapons discovered proved to be just as menacing, which included 16 long guns and body armor. They're not even talking about the pistols they had there. Wow, that's amazing. I have better sources than uh, Black America Web. Good for me. Anyway, it's because you're white. So the the only okay. So they had they had a decent amount of they had dozens of guns. Mm-hmm. They didn't have forty four. I, I think. heard forty four. Uh, I'm sticking to that. Not, well, it doesn't matter. Not a single one went off. But the ones that they will keep referencing are the long guns. I'm surprised they didn't call them assault uh, assault rifles. rifles. Mm. Yeah. So what happened is this maid goes into Were this Were there room. also high-capacity magazines? Fucking don't you know it. <laughs> so, so what happens is this maid goes into this room to do housekeeping. Randomly. Oh, no, no. It's just r- normal. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah, routine. Like, routine. She's doing her job. Sure. A maid goes in to do housekeeping mm-hmm. and stumbles across 16 long guns and a thousand a nice clean number. Thousand rounds. Oh my God. 
and body armor. Somehow the guy forgot to put up the do not disturb sign. Yeah, I mean, he he was all wrapped. He was too busy planning this mass he murder. Was, yeah. he, no, he was an arms dealer, and he went to get breakfast, and he came <laughs> back. Also, he was like, oh, shit. There was also an assortment of drugs, uh, some of which were also illegal in Denver. Again, an arms dealer. And no, I, I don't think this guy was anything. I think he was a fucking patsy informant. He was probably a cop. I don't. I think this was set up. I think this was set up so that they could have a little good press saying, look at what the good the cops are doing. And mm-hmm. not only that, but the most important thing, might I say, obviously she deserves a raise. This is fucking retcon shit. This is like mm-hmm. setting up this scenario. FBI also comes out with this whole thing. Hey, guys, be on the lookout for extremism. Hey, Facebook. Let me know if I've been exposed to extremism. Hey, family members, look out. You could be the first stop to deter extremism. Mm-hmm. They are praising this maid for doing her fucking job for walking into a room that had a small arsenal, is what they're calling it. And they immediately go, oh, they must have wanted to murder everybody. There were guns here. That must have obviously meant that they wanted to kill everyone in Denver. There's so many fuck this and this doesn't make sense in this story. What I gather from it, it's all bullshit. It's here to create a narrative. Let's praise the maid because she saw something and the bitch said something. That bitch needs a raise. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Of course. Now, never mind that anybody, if they were going to plan a mass shooting, Vegas style, mind you, has this shit planned out months ahead of time has cameras in the hallway, doesn't let maids in for days on end, all of a sudden now they're just going to, like you said, Arona, mm-hmm. forget to put up the do not disturb sign and allow the maid to come in and while all of their shit is out? Yeah. Bull shit. Just like the Atlanta case, I'm saying this now, and I, I'll be happy to be proven wrong. I, it, it would make me feel better if there were people so dumb that think that they're going to tackle this kind of a thing, do a full-on mass shooting um, where they're too stupid to carry it out. I hope that's the case. But my brain isn't capable of giving that reasonable doubt. I think this is all... I think this was a setup. I think this was a staged fucking event. I think that the cops probably put the guns and the drugs in that room, sent Sally Mae the maid in there, and said, now let us know. At the end of it, did you see anything today? Was there anything you want to tell us? Well, yeah, actually, I saw many pistols and guns. Pistola. <laughs> I saw pistola. Yeah. I saw a lot of fucking fuego, too, man. A lot of... A lot of... A lot of yayo. A lot of fucking yayo in that room. A lot of yayo. In fact, yeah. can you please stop fucking talking to me? I got some shit in my pockets. <laughs> but I don't think there was a fucking thwarted mass shooting. Not, a, not even close. I think this was all set up, and I've already said it. I think it was a setup. I think I think it was all just to get us in the mindset of dangers around every corner. Guns mm-hmm. bad. Thousand rounds of ammunition. That's fucking nothing, by the way. Yeah. That is nothing. For sure. No, I, I mean, th- this is exactly what we've been talking about. I mean, for the majority of our 50 episode run, th- this is number 50, isn't it? It sure motherfucking is. Holy goddamn. Either way, this is a, you know, something that we bring up almost all the time. We are being led. 
we are being led by the government. They want you to be fed information to spur authoritarianism. They want us controlled. They want us at their beck and call. Yeah, they're they, bu- they're building a narrative. They're yeah, they're, they're trying to get people to think in a certain light. Everybody think this way when you think of Denver, um, because also they knew that a lot of heat was coming around the All Star Game. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it because fuck the All Star Game. I genuinely am pissed that it got moved out of Atlanta. As oh, a yeah. sports fan and as an Atlanta resident, that was fucking retarded. We already addressed it. I won't go back down it. Sure. But my personal boycott was to not watch the All-Star game. However. I wouldn't have watched it anyway. However, I still pay attention. And you know what happened? I don't know if this was on the national stage. Any of our our national fans that live in other states like California or New York or whatever, if you watch the game, uh, drop me a line. DM me on Instagram at ignorethereant underscore podcast. I I truly want to know. If you watch the game, did you have the same commercials that were being played here? Because they ran like three. They had a series of three back-to-back-to-back commercials they were playing here in Atlanta where one was from a uh, one was from Brian Kemp talking about how much bullshit this was, how much money we were out, how MLB and the new commissioner is a far leftist bought and, <laughs> bought and paid for by China. <laughs> and then you had another one that talked about how Trump was still the president. <laughs> like it was crazy. Oh yeah. The ads during this all-star game in Atlanta were fucking bonkers. I'm curious if that was just played here to gaslight <laughs> Atlanta or if that went around the entire fucking country. Well, you that know, is Donald interesting. Trump is still the president. Sure. Well, well, hey, QAnon August, still... August, August is just a month away, Exactly. <laughs> QAnon is still hopeful. They're just like, hey. And it's it's ironic that all this Georgia stuff's coming to light about the election when the QAnon keeps on going, you know, August is almost here. He's going to be back in office. God, this is just like the Mayan death calendar. The world was supposed to end on 2012, and in certain ways, it it did. <laughs> They're the new version of the Adventists, or whoever it was that kept on going. Seventh Day Adventists. Yeah, yeah, the world's going to end on this date. Oh, it didn't happen. No, we just, you know what? We got it wrong. Yeah, we missed it, it's it by It's actually this years. year. Our calculations were just a speed yeah. off. Yeah. But anyway, you got this big thing that preempts the All-Star game, kind of trying to deflect some of the attention away, mm-hmm. because now it's politicized. That's... this. Welcome to my tinfoil brain. The last two stories, sure. that's how I perceive it. Besides, whoever won the home run derby, you got fucking lucky that Acuna got fucking hurt just before the All-Star game. I swear to God. Just throwing it out there. I swear to God. I wish that it would be sanctioned for Ronald Acuna to line the entire Marlins organization up in a straight line. And I'm talking like, we're going back. If Acuna has been in the league for four years, I want every person associated with the Marlins organization to be lined up from one foul pole to the other, put Acuna (laughs) on home plate, and give him a belt fed and just mow some grass. Don't even know who he is. Don't care. (laughs) I have no idea who you're talking about. It's the Deion Sanders of the Atlanta Braves. Oh, we're saying basically the reason why he's bringing up care. He's the biggest player in major league baseball who happens to be on the Braves. And every time he's ever played the Marlins, they're head hunting him. Yes. They, because he's so good, 
They bean him. They open up games by throwing it at his head. Um, Lovely. They were they were playing down in Miami. He's going out to catch a ball. He jumps up. He lands awkwardly and blows his entire knee out. He's out for the rest of the year. Ouch. He's like twenty three from mm-hmm. uh, Dominican Republic or something like that. No, they all are. Uh, Dominican, <laughs> Cuban, they're, uh, all the you great. You sound like Stephen A. Smith. No, I'm just saying all the great <laughs> baseball players are. You know. By the way, I don't know if y'all heard uh, heard about this. I hate Stephen A. Smith. I think he's a punk-ass bitch. It fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. He's currently in hot water because he gave his take on, there's a pitcher for the California Angels, and don't worry, Doug, we'll get off baseball very soon, Um, who is like the, the, he's like Babe Ruth. He's a pitcher who is crushing 450-foot home runs on the regular. He's got 33 home runs already at the All-Star break. He's breaking Babe Ruth's records as he's going, and this is his first year in baseball. Steroids mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. Now, he's from Japan, and uh, they did a panel on First Take or whatever the fuck shit show that's on ESPN, and I'm so glad to see them go down like the fucking Hindenburg right now because their wokeness is getting them some brokenness. But anyway, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith said, I don't think it's a good thing for baseball to have their top player need a translator. Which I understand the point he's making. He's making a good point if you dig beyond the surface, but you can't say that on woke network. Mm-hmm. And so ESPN is in so much hot shit right now because you got Rachel Nichols, a white chick who covers NBA, getting over overshot for a show that she was supposed to have, and it's been given to her by a less experienced black woman, and Rachel Nichols, white woman is doing what white women do and is going the fuck off. So, I'll say this about baseball mm-hmm. and about all these dudes hitting all these home runs and shit. Let's see them do it hungover. Let's see them after they drank a six-pack in the fucking dugout like Babe Ruth used to do. That <laughs> motherfucker was drunk half the time. They could. And he got yeah. out there and fucking whacked the shit out of it. Let them get, yeah, give them, you know. Well, okay, well, get you hammered. talk equivalents here. Well, uh, you know. Have a pitcher that can only max out at 82 miles an hour, and I guarantee you they can fucking do it routinely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's they, not, they. It's not tit for tat that way. I forget what movie made the point, but it's like, try to see Babe Ruth hit that many home runs if Satchel Page was able to have pitched in the major, major league right, at the time. Right. I mean, seriously, uh, he wasn't going up against the best talent. In the no, world. I'm not. And had, I'm, dude, dude like guys, I said, the, the record for season wins by a pitcher in a year is like, I think, 104. I mean, it's, it's not even anything close to what it is now. Those guys would wreck the old timers, hungover. Um, and I, it doesn't matter. It's just that. Atlanta was the source of this entire MLB all-star thing. We got fucked over because of politics and a way that they could combat the politics is by inserting this fake potential Vegas style shooting that they miraculously saved. Also, don't forget Denver also, this is a perfect storm because Denver police also needed a good story for them after they murdered a guy who took out an active shooter who was going after cops. Yep. Don't mm. think that all of this is not a well-constructed con- narrative to get you to think a certain way. We're all sheep. You're, yeah. great, you're a great American, Jim. Thank you. 
<laughs> I feel like you don't give any I, fucks. Yeah, I don't. I, I, you know, I don't. I don't give a shit about baseball. I'm not going to lie. This isn't even a baseball story. No, no, I know, but it <laughs> turned into one. Hardly anything it, about baseball. It, it turned into one. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I, I checked out when you started talking about this baseball player that I don't even know who the hell he is. Yeah, Arona but, brought him up. I was, yeah, I was yeah. shooters. Okay, I was just well, making it. It's your fault, Arona. I was just <laughs> making. We went into this baseball diatribe <laughs> all because of you. I made a fucking errant comment. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go down because uh, I know that even people that aren't baseball fans out there in the natural world know who the fuck Ronald Acuna is. Mm. And Except me. Which is mind blowing. Yeah. Yes, I, I I just don't pay any attention to baseball. I pay no attention to it. It's like basketball. And I pay that, no attention. That's what, I mean, I paid attention when Kobe crashed, you know. But this I is mean, the Kobe was, of baseball. Okay, well that's that's yeah. why it blows me away. Yes, yeah, even non baseball like didn't. Well, I didn't it, even know it, who Kobe was till he raped the chick. <laughs> you know, I mean, I. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. I yeah. didn't know who the fuck he was. And. I mean, uh, you know, like not. I'm not a hockey fan, but I know Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup. Like I'm, we knew who Wayne Gretzky was. Yeah. Well, the yeah. Only, I know the things only, about things I'm not fans of. Well, I've, I like hockey myself. Like, I mean, I am like I know a member of. Uh, oh, what's that little uh, folksy? Okay, so I don't know it. Uh, there you but go. I know a band member of. It's just the band name is escaping me. He quit the band. Uh, because his band went woke and he said, fuck it. We'll see. You don't know him. Uh, Mumford and Sons. Okay. Ah, oh, there you go. One of the guys from Mumford and Sons, uh, tweeted in favor of the Andy no book about Antifa saying, Hey, this is, this is a good read. This I think right. this is important. The band went fully woke and he, and they forced him to apologize. And he's like, I'm not apologizing for having an opinion about a fucking book. Yeah. So I'm going to forego the millions of dollars. That I would have knowingly have made if I would have just continued staying with this band, but go fuck yourself. Right. I stand by what I think, and sure. I hate Mumford and Sons, and I think Andy Noe is kind of a douche. I, I love Mumford. At least their first album, I love Mumford and Sons. I know. I know. They're the Big Bang Theory of music. <laughs> I know a lot of people love them. Damn I know who Shaq is. Well, of course. I like Shaq. He's in every commercial. You yeah. can't get away from the guy. <laughs> I know who Charles Barkley is. You know. I know Michael Jordan. I know a few of them. But uh, well, Ronald well, Jr. is personally. the equivalent of all those guys in baseball. Okay, now. and he plays in our backyard, and and uh, and I remember when the two guys were uh, doing the home run thing. Uh, Sosa, Sammy, yeah, McGuire and Sosa, yeah, yeah. I remember. I paid attention then, you know, because yep. then it was exciting. I, baseball's not an exciting sport to me until there's something like that going on. If there's something where two guys are battling it out to break a fucking record, well, I'll pay attention to that. Well, you, or, got, you got a pitcher from J- a pitcher from Japan breaking Babe Ruth records. Right. That's pretty interesting. That doesn't happen every year, right? In fact, it's a record that. But is if there like was another guy, four years old. But if there was another guy doing the same shit on another team and they were battling each other, then I'd probably pay attention to it. You know, that's just me. I'm I'm a. I need I'm a, a once in a lifetime thing to happen every year, or else I'm out. I like the full contact <laughs> sports. I'm you know, that's you. that's I'm that's me. You. I'm I'm football, hockey, boxing, any anything like that, uh UFC, all of that shit I'm into. But like uh like golf. Uh, I'll say golf. For instance, I love to play golf. I do. Sure. It's I like fun. to get out on a golf course. Dude, getting out on a golf course in the middle of of city 
is like murdering three people and, is so and, refreshing. No, <laughs> but but like in the middle of a city, you can get out on a golf course and it feels like you're, you know, you're not in a city. Yeah. You know, it does. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm, with you. I'm it, with you. It's all it's it's awesome. It's almost like a little mini vacation when I go to play golf. Yeah. That's the way it feels like in my head. You know. Yep. Actually, but, going back to that story on the green, I wonder if the refreshments girl pulls up and goes, do you need a Coors Light during your double homicide? She probably did, expecting a tip, because most <laughs> of those girls are hot as fuck and dumb as mm-hmm. shit. Good God. <laughs> they make a lot of money. All those girls, they are the medical sales representatives in training. They just haven't had enough interpersonal skills. They're waiting for the doctor to come through her back nine before she gets her real opportunities. Ugh, bitches like that drive me insane. He said back nine. <laughs> I sure the fuck did. They're going to play through. Don't you worry. Oh, that that's... whole foursome's going to come in hard. He to said the foursome. Oh, this he is all foursome. a porno waiting to be uh, named yeah, yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> they, a lot of porno in golf. Trust yeah. me. Just ask Tiger. And they did not convert to their shorter spikes. They got their long game in. Yes. Yeah, listeners, if you're just tuning in, the name of this episode is Tangents Gone Awry. How many innuendos can you make using a golf murder to... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know. Give me a few more minutes. I can come up with a handful. (laughs) Oh, fuck. That went off the rails. Yeah. (laughs) Delightfully, though. Oh, yes. Well... (laughs) <laughs> there's so many other things i want to talk about <laughs> this is obviously going to be a pause moment uh fuck what else do i got uh you were gonna bring up something about south america south africa yeah well to me all right so a lot of shit's popping the fuck off right now you got south africa burning itself down uh cuba's all in a tizzy they're all upset. I'm not even that interested in South Africa. Let, fuck them. Let them burn their own shit to the fucking ground. Like, that mm-hmm. country was going to shit for the last 20 years. This is going to sound bad. <laughs> but they were kind of on a uh, disaster course ever since they ended apartheid. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that you should support apartheid. Yeah. And allow 10% of the people to run the entire country and segregate everybody based on race obviously Mm -hmm. that's not good however you can't really argue that things have really been that super fucking awesome for those 90 percent of people when uh ever since they ended it there should be a little bit of a sign when 90 percent of the white people in a country just all of a sudden pick up and leave not all of them did not all of them did i didn't say all of them i said 90 percent of them (laughs) I'll go back to what I was saying. Not all of them did. Not all of them did. A lot of them stayed behind. A lot of them owned farmland. And a lot of them were getting straight up fucking murdered Mm -hmm. um, by groups of angry natives claiming that uh, they took that land from them. Yeah. Which Which, they probably did. Sure. Well, which which isn't true because when the Moors uh, inhabited that area, it was an actually pretty uninhabited area yeah they took over that area because it was the southernmost point the cape for the indian tea trade and when they got there there wasn't a lot of people so there's no way they just saw any sign of white person meant that wherever they were that shit belongs to me and i should go kill them and own their shit 
That's how yeah. it went. Yeah. Apartheid, bad, straight up murdering white people because they represented the former ruling class, also bad. Yeah. But I get it. Mm-hmm. I get both of them. I get both of them. Yeah. And it's been a shithole for a violent shithole for a long fucking time. Well, at least they gave us D- Dave Matthews and Elon Musk. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. They don't live in South Africa anymore. Nope. You think they you think they might know something that well, I know. <laughs> the place fucking sucks. <laughs> I dated a South African girl, straight up born and raised in South Africa when I was in college. I heard all about um the reasons why and at that time her parents were she had family that still lived in South Africa and they were doing everything in their power to get them out. Oh, because- she was fucking insane. <laughs> yeah because south africa is fucking insane it's the it's the baby rape capital of the world nice they lead all aspects of that statistic in the entire world yikes because this is going to sound bad and we might edit it out but a lot of the natives um aids is rampant there believe mm-hmm. it or not and a lot of the people that live there think that if you have AIDS, the way that you can cure yourself is by having sex with a baby because babies are pure. Their pureness can take the AIDS away from you. So child rape is higher there than anywhere else on the face of the planet. Jesus This is Christ. the mentality of people that are running through the streets now, <laughs> stealing everything they can find, including forklifts. Did you just change your uh, hat to an Alex Jones hat? I mean... No, I actually know about this shit. <laughs> I know, I'm just... See, I'm fucking with you, dude. It sounds so crazy. No, it, that's exactly why I said it. <laughs> it sounds so crazy, but uh, go on the internet, look that shit up. It's well documented. It is not a secret. But us as Americans, we don't pay any mind to south africa ever mm-hmm. except for they film some of the best shit on shark week <laughs> i don't know some of the most alarming shit though recently uh cuba just yeah. just uh, dude footage out of cuba right now is fucking insane if you have any part in standing up against the government fucking run because all they're doing right now, it's basically anyone who's on the news is shown going, um, yeah, I'm going to have to cut this interview short because, yeah, the police are at my door. Uh, I'm getting arrested for Lord knows what, and you'll probably never see me again. But thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah, they're real ass, you know, real ass bitches in Cuba right now that are live streaming their own arrest. But... Uh, you got people, actual preppers in South Africa, and I mean legit preppers, like mm-hmm. preparing for an active, aggressive conflict yeah. for years mm-hmm. that see this coming up. And the one thing that does rule in South Africa is private security forces. So it's no different than America. It's a lot different than America. Well, I in mean, the aspect of you got private security forces. No, I'm talking about preppers. Well, Prepping for sure. fucking, I mean, dude, that's but, all over the but world. The preppers in America are bitches as far as. Not all of them. They're, I'll put it to you this way. The preppers in America haven't done shit. The preppers in South Africa are fucking rolling dudes. And it's something that they have, they've been waiting for this moment. They saw the moment and then they acted. 
the preppers in America preparing for last year, saw last year, and didn't do a fucking thing. In fact, all they wanted to do is just stack canned goods, move further into the woods. And I don't blame you. Sure. But I'm just saying if we're comparing preppers in South America or South Africa to Americans, South Africa is fucking handling their shit a little bit better. Yeah, I think you should start just comparing what people are hoarding in said countries. You know, we went after paper products and they went after ammunition and whatnot. It's crazy as fuck, though. I saw videos of South Africa where they had, I think, accounted like 16 looters that they made strip bare ass naked and like human centipede style made them crawl down the road and paraded them in front of the entire town as they were being escorted by armed private security forces so that they could show the entire town these motherfuckers steal from you you didn't accidentally click over to season six of game of thrones you know have to walk through the streets naked no because this if you saw this you'd be like Holy fucking shit. This yeah, is some yeah. medieval shit going on. Mm-hmm. And, Shame. And I, I Shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet you when they got to the edge of town, they murked those fuckers and put their heads on spikes too. He knows yeah. what I'm talking about. Fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we all know. But yeah, so you can see a lot of the stuff that's coming out of South Africa because their, their internet's still on. Mm hmm. A lot of the shit that's going on in Cuba, you're getting snippets. Yeah. Well, Cuba is easier to lock down. <laughs> I mean, it always has been. Dude, they're driving American cars that were made in the 60s. Well, yeah. That's if you're the, a communist that's island, the, you, you know, your I entire mean, infrastructure is going to shit over the last 50 they plus do, years. They do have some incredible American cars there, though. Sure. I'll say that. It's. Have you ever seen the uh, thing on Cuba and, and cars? Mm-hmm. Uh, unbelievable dude i mean like they got like 50s chevys and shit like that that are just fucking immaculate yeah i mean they're showroom shit that they you know yeah, they drive around they drive around in the shit you know? they they have to yeah or else they don't have a mode of transportation right. so it's a it, it, it's it's wild so it, it shows the ingenuity of the average citizen there that's sure. capable and willing well maybe not capable or willing, but forced to take care of their shit. Right. And the argument right now is commie bastards. It's the U S embargoes <laughs> that have created this. And it's funny as shit. I saw in the USA today article about it. Uh, cause I was trying to pull up an article so that I could pull some, some info off of. And in the first paragraph, and even the New York times said this shit, and I found it fucking hilarious where the first reporting of it was a massive, Cubans took to the streets in Havana and were chanting freedom or we want freedom in other anti-government slogans. And it's like, oh, okay, New York Times. Good, good play. Yeah. Now we understand what you think. Or no, give me liberty and other anti-government slogans, I think was the quote. And it's well, like, they, uh, yeah, yeah, they think liberty is a bad thing. Well, at New York Times. Anytime you hear an actual Cuban, once people bring up the embargo thing, you are so full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the situation that's going on. Yeah. I'm already anti, you know, tariffs and blockades and, and embargoes. I I think open trade, open, open the markets all the fucking way. Mm -hmm. Let the consumer make the decision, not governments. Yeah. Castro's run deep. That's all I can say. 
Well, that's that's Cuba. Look, the New York Times was correct. They were saying anti-government shit in Cuba. That shit is against the government in Cuba to say. Yeah, but if you're but posting not, that in America, no, well, I'm you just say saying they were saying they were chanting "Give us liberty" and other Cuban anti-government. But well, things. I mean, they they they. There's you a way know. you can write it without showing your hand. No, right, right. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, it is it is against the government in Cuba to do that shit. And you know, again, I'm no Democrat, but Obama was trying to open Cuba up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this shit wouldn't be going on had he been successful at doing that because he was trying to get American trade in there. He was trying to get American hotels mm-hmm. and shit like that in Cuba. And and it just, Cuba's not ready for that. They're yeah. not. And it was a good try. I will say that. Uh, but it didn't work. No, the only way it's going to work is if you topple the, the government, which America is fully capable of doing. No, I know. And we have been since fucking Kennedy got killed. I mean, but it's a. I saw it as window dressing. I see it as politics. Just pure fucking politics. Sure. Same, that's, same that's, word, yeah. different syllables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you look at the history and, and what's going on there, it all makes sense. You know, I mean, it's like, I don't see shit like that coming to this country. I don't see that. There's enough people in this country to where that won't happen. That what can't happen. happen. Communism or right. uprisings? There's or communism, what? all that shit. All that, all of that. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It, this country is based on freedom. That's what this whole country is about. In theory. You know what I'm saying. Freedom and liberty and justice for all. All that shit. Okay. If you take that theory, there's a lot of people in this country that believe in that theory. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. And there's even a lot of immigrants that believe in that theory. That come to this country. So when you try to compare, hell, really any other part of the world with the United States, there's no way to compare it. There's really no way. I mean, we can say, well, you know, our cops wouldn't do that. But, yeah, our cops do do that. Uh, Our our military Mm -hmm. would never do that. Our military dropped a nuclear weapon. I I mean, two of them. And we're the only fucking country to ever do that. Thank God. So. So, and, and see what I mean? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They did. God, it's, we're the only ones. It's the cause. <laughs> it's, it's like America's always been the country that's like the cause of liberty. Our biggest problem has been trying to make the rest of the world like us when we should have just left it alone. We should have just focused on making and us the best us. version exactly, of us. Exactly. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. That's that where the, sounds like America first. No, no, it, I'm not it's it's what, what kind of kind of but yeah. what it is is uh America tried to when you try to for it, dude, it goes all the way back to the fucking crusades of forcing religions on people and shit like that. And the terrorist terrorism that goes on today with Islamist terrorists that trying to force their religion it's on the people. battle between it's people who want to be ideologies. Alone yes. It's ideology and forces that want to enforce their way of living. Mm-hmm. Their will. Others. Yes. Impose their will. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And, just, and that's what I'm saying. The U S has tried to impose its will mm-hmm. in places that it should not try to impose its uh, will. hundred yeah. percent. And if, it, if the country would, and you know, I'm not America for, well, kinda, I'm kind, I, I'm not America first, I, but I am America best. I am that. 
In the, and, well, and I think we should be the best in math. We should be the best in science. We should be mm-hmm. the best in every fucking Should be. We category. used to be. We did. We mm-hmm. used to be. We Being used to be. the best also means coming in first place. Well, We're saying the same things. I, know, yeah, I understand yeah, I know. the nomenclature is associated with people you don't like. But that is the that is the essence of that slogan, right? Is yeah. return um, American exceptionalism back to America, right? Not spread it all across the globe, or try to spread it. That's the thing. It's it, see, we Correct. try to do it, sure. and it doesn't work. Correct, and and that turns into conflict. Never ending conflict that only no. wherever breeds. the fuck that only breeds blowback. But yeah, exactly, which mm-hmm. not only causes us yeah, exactly to expand, to even expand further, it exactly, so that we fight them over there, right? So that we don't, they don't come over here. here. Yeah, fucking the gay yeah. shit. Well, know. but the yeah. problem we is we them over there, so they, we won't have to we fight them over here. Them over there, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we're doing you a favor by, by not, fighting them over there yeah, by not but letting we'll, them in here. We'll let a few planes, you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll let a we'll. We'll let a few guys hang out in a hotel room with a thousand rounds, right. but but we're, we're gonna we're gonna put the maid on the pedestal, right? Yeah. Well, no, I mean the the end problem, and this is exactly what the government's doing to us now. They always say we know what's best for you. Of course, we, they're our overlords. Yeah, we are going to put this upon you. We are going to enforce this because. You don't know what to do with yourselves. At the end of the day, and you know, Jim, you're going to be be delighted probably at what I'm about to say, but uh, and this is almost me supporting anarchy. Abolish fucking governments. They are the beginning and end goddamn problem because they decide, oh, this is what we want to happen. We're going to control it. We're not going to let it happen organically. We... I mean, they basically become everything that they hate in order to try to create this, you know, it's this freedom that doesn't actually exist. It's federal government. It's not. It's not. I think you need government. You need local government. I want to jump in real quick because I want to address the anarchist thing. I'm an anarchist at heart. Mm hmm. Internally, on the individual level, I think the best way to live is an anarchy without any rulers. Mm-hmm. That's ideological. That, that's what everybody lives in. Everyone lives in their own world, their own one-man world first. Sure. And then you can care, you know, then you care about those that come uh, next closest to you whether it's your children, your spouse, your coworkers, your community, and then it goes outward from there. There is a limit to how much you can give a fuck, and usually it stops at the community. And so if everybody is only concerned about their community, you can have anarchy. That's in theory. Again, I'm willing to understand and come to grips with that. That's why I'm an anarchist at heart. But it's never going to work in reality. We have too no. many people. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's too many people. And That's our ability a- to travel and air travel yep. and cars. Yep. Sure. You're not going to stay inside your community. You're going to bump up against Other communities, communities that yeah. you have in normal times with just either your feet or a horse you would have never encountered. I can encounter places and people uh, within two days that I would spend 10,000 lifetimes never getting to them. So anarchy is just out of the picture. 
Because even if you tried to implement air, and I'm not shitting on you, I'm I'm trying to no, and I'm I'm not shitting. But there on was, you there's there's a reason why I said almost well, anarchy, and, and I think that there's a lot of people, and I might even say it crassly on this podcast. Oh, I'm an anarchist, and I am, and here, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> and myself, I would prefer anarchy over what we have. But we're talking ideologies here. We're talking, uh, you know, preferred whatevers. Most people that are anarchists don't stop to say, I know it can't exist. They spend their whole lives arguing, trying to make the case that it can exist. It's never going to exist. Mm-hmm. Because even in an anarchy, if you were to implement an anarchy in this current system, this current world, what we're currently used to, there would immediately be a power vacuum and something would fill that void and that would be the state. Mm-hmm. So you're immediately outside of anarchy. Yeah. Anarchy, the best anarchists are the Amish. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they are. I agree with yeah. that. In fact, the only acting anarchist in this country that are doing it with any level of success are the Amish. Everybody else is a status. They're the only ones doing it right. Because you know how I can tell you that? If the entire power structure and system were to evaporate overnight tonight as we're recording, Amish would still be having a barn raising event tomorrow morning. Yeah, and then they'd also still be raping their sisters and whatnot. Exactly. Business as usual. They wouldn't even be hindered. They'd be like, what the fuck is South Africa? I don't don't know if you want to. Carriage fucking swim there? Cuba, fuck those assholes. I don't know if you, you <laughs> like, want your fuck. I don't know if you want your platform of, you know, making an argument should be on the dirtiest community on the fucking yeah, planet. You don't see anarchist you don't you don't hear anything about the Amish lobby. You don't see yeah. you don't see Amish protesters. You don't see politically minded or activists in the Amish Amish field. Mm-hmm. You know why? You leave them alone. They leave you alone. The worst they'll do to you is slow down your commute in the middle of fucking nowhere, Pennsylvania or northern New York or New Hampshire, Vermont or northern Maine in a very unpopulated area because their horse uh, has to take a shit or their buggy had a wheel fall off. That's his, that's the maximum amount that they're going to inconvenience you because mm-hmm. they take care of their own shit and... And they have a voluntary association where if you want to leave it, you can leave it. It's called Rumspringa. Yeah. So let's leave it. Yeah. I I think it is time to leave it. I think we've said all that there needs to be said in this entire episode. (laughs) And any Amish that listens to this podcast, please give us a shout. (laughs) Send us an email. You know, beyond all the, you know, the fact that Saudi Arabia listens to us and, you know, parts of Canada, if I found out we had an Amish fan, I would lose my shit. Send us a raven. (laughs) Let us know. Send us one of those witchcraft freaking uh, heaters that y'all make. Yeah, those are pretty cool. And the fried peas. Those are good, too. Wasabi. Wasabi flavored. (laughs) Yeah, those are awesome. They, it, man, nobody can fry pee like the Amish. Holy snipe. Hey, guys, I'm trying to watch some fucking jujitsu videos. Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs>